RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody, what's up? Let me move my chair in a little. So, hey, 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 hey. All right, I figured we'd have a show tonight. This is Tara Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. And we get here, we get together here at the Tarabuster, whatever, YouTube channel and all these other places that you can find us everywhere. And um, yeah, to, we get, well, we have a, uh, what am I trying to say? We have our regular get together on Fridays and then we hopefully have some shows during the week. But I figured I'd do a show tonight because we are competing with Donald F. and Trump. There's some good news. Good news, bad news. Sounds as good. Thank you, Jim, on the chat. My producers are filling into the chat room. Nice to see you, Kathy. Nice to see you, Covert White Rabbit. So there'll be more of uh, of the amazing Patriots and Tarabuster community, I'm sure, showing up as the show continues. So we meet here on Friday evenings, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in that vicinity try to do a show during the week around this time if you can become a patron please do at patreon.com slash tara devlin to keep the show going and growing all right my hair um i don't know whatever i gotta stop looking at myself so let's see yeah we have there's some good news bet i mean you know every day this uh, how do we get through a week here in the united states it's ridiculous does this go on in other countries where are our international listeners and viewers? I need to I need to check in with them. Is, what's it like living in a country that's not awash with grifters and greed-centered ghouls and ghosts of the Gilded Age and gun-humping, massacre-enabling scumbags? What's that like, I wonder? Hmm. Well, anyway, so we got, so I don't know. When was the last time? So Saturday we did, uh, that was the, not Saturday, Friday. I'm trying to remember. Every day another massacre here in the the United States. What day was the massacre at the mall? You know, you get, that's how fucked up this country is. We, I don't know about you, but when people say uh, something about a massacre, I'm like, which massacre are you talking about? Isn't that, that emblematic of how sick this country is it really is and uh, what do the republicans have to offer do they have anything to offer uh, as in way of a solution absolutely not they're the problem they're part of the problem and they have already washed their hands of doing anything about massacres in this country as you know the last massacre before the latest massacre, the Republicans all—they were—they were proud of themselves, I guess, the way they behave. I don't know why anybody votes for them because they got in front of cameras, and when confronted with the statistic that the United States is has a massacre problem, and the primary cause of death for young people in the country is is gun violence, they said without a hint of shame that there's nothing they can do about it. You know, that's freedom, one of these fuckers said. Freedom. 
Well, they they sure do have a, a sick version of freedom because that's not freedom. If you can't go to the mall without being massacred, without getting your face shot off, literally, you're you you're not free. Okay, if you are I mean, uh, going at going to the mall, you shouldn't have to wonder if there are. Uh, I don't know, if, well, triage. Okay. Do I need to put my triage skills to use during my during the trip to Coles where I'm going to return this whatever the hell. Return this ladle I don't want. We're, we're a very sick country. And yeah, so when was the mall massacre? I'm really... Frantic audio from the Officers at the Texas Mall Massacre reveals chaos during the carnage. A breathless hunt for a killer amid famed American retail stores can be heard emergency dispatches recorded during the outlet mall massacre in Allen, Texas. We got shots fired at the outlet mall. Oh, this was on Saturday. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. The the video, the guy getting out of the car and randomly spraying passers-by, the, you know, the mall shoppers who are ha- just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, randomly spraying them with assault weapon, am- 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 I don't know, how do you call it, with uh, ordinance, with uh, the, you know, well, just spraying them dead. Um, and the, 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 well, as Lauren Boebert said, I guess they were a victim of a cordless hole puncher. Ha 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 ha. And for those who don't know, that was, I think the show before the, the mall massacre, we were discussing how, how, the filth that the Republican party truly is because, um, and we showed a picture of Lauren Bobert holding up a shirt with one of her, one of the disgusting domestic terrorists who vote Republican. Um, and they were holding the shirt. They thought it was very funny. They, they were really tickled by it. And the, it depicted an AR-15 and it read, cordless hole puncher. <laughs> Like the kids who di- who died needlessly, you know, like the kids. Well, there was a, now there's a six-year-old that doesn't have a mother, a father, or a sibling, thanks to the ho- the cordless hole puncher that Republicans want everyone to carry in this in the freedom free. We're so free here, aren't we? Free to die needlessly without health care. De- free to die needlessly in a gun massacre. And then Republicans are free to dance on your graves. Because that's what they're doing. They, I mean, the depth of depravity that we have to deal with in this country. It's, I, I don't know how about you, man, but I've had enough of it. I've had enough of these right-wingers these domestic terrorists, these enemies of the people, enemies of freedom. They are the enemies of freedom. They hate freedom. 
freedom to i mean the, well their sickness is that they think the that freedom means that they get to be um you know hateful and bigoted and they they they're free to attack the targeted minority group du jour that's what they consider freedom but the mo- the normal people of earth consider freedom the freedom to Live your goddamn life without being threatened, needlessly threatened, by some sick bastard who lacks the fundamental maturity and decency and humanity that is required to function in a democracy of diverse people. And, and Republicans, they try, guys, make no mistake, they built this. They created the death that we have to constantly deal with. And I wanted to show you one. Here's a video that I grabbed. You know, it's very confusing to me. Then we'll get to George Santos and, of course, because he's another fucking disgusting dirtbag, and his Dim Fiora Trump. We'll get to that, too. But I just, I felt like I had to address, an, yeah, the massacre, this massacre before the next massacre, because the, the, the next massacre is already being planned. It will happen. Someone's gonna hit that lottery. That blood. So they're gonna. They are gonna die. So the Republican Party can suck on those fat NRA checks. So someone's already. They don't know it yet. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Who knows? We don't know whose number's gonna be up. And the the disgusting depths of depravity. That's all that. That's the word that keeps coming to me because uh, when I watched the, uh, I think um, Anderson Cooper had a first responder on there uh, on his show. Uh, no, he wasn't a first responder. What am I saying? He was a shopper at the mall who happened to have who who was a veteran and happened to ha- be. Um, uh, trained in combat medicine. So he was able to do some triage on the victims. And the and it was rather detailed. Great. I was happy to, you know, it was disgusting, of course, but it, in my opinion, necessary. Because the way he described it, the the scene... Hold on, let me lower this. We don't need that tonight. Let me see, Ender. The way he described the scene, and, and it, the, it stuck in my mind, because he said, you know, I'm sorry if this is upsetting people, but the, I, uh, I, I need you to know the, the depravity that unfolded at that mall. And that is the appropriate word for it disgusting the a de- the depths of depravity yeah i don't know should i play the whole thing it's really gonna well maybe hold on at the mall shopping with a friend when the shooting began he's a navy combat veteran with training in emergency care for wounded people which he put to use on saturday I talked to him just a few minutes ago, right before airtime, and we want you to hear from him what he saw and what he did. And I just want to tell you some of the details, they're gut-wrenching, but he and we want you to hear them because 
it's what was done to our fellow human beings. It's what was done to women and children and men. And it happened and it's real. And ignoring it just doesn't feel like the right thing to do. Joshua, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, first of all, how are you doing? I mean, you have been through something which is just horrific. Given the circumstances, I mean, I could comfortably say I'm doing good, um, you know, considering all this occurred. I, I, Oops, sorry, I hit the phone. Considering all this occurred. I know you were there when shooting began. You heard it. Um, you hid out in a, in a Lucky Jean store. Uh, you made sure the people around you were, were down, keeping, uh, keeping as safe as possible. At a certain point, you made the decision it was, it was safe to come out, and you went directly to where you believe the gunfire had come from. When you got there, what did you see? So uh, when I initially got in front of the H&M store, it was uh, the first thing that I noticed was the, the bl gunshot blasted windows to that store. And then as I started to uh, you know, rotate around and observe, the next thing I noticed was uh, in an alcove area where there was a, uh, a landscaped uh, flower bed, if you will, I noticed in front of it was a, a woman who had you know, collapsed on top of herself and had, uh, had perished there. And uh, then I turned around and or turned, you know, turned my gaze towards the left, and I noticed a, um, a gentleman there who was, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, writhing in pain. Uh, he had uh, what appeared imagine? to be a uh, shoulder wound. Um, he was actually you're in the flower bed. The uh, there was a, a young child. Uh, you know, my guess at the time was between six and eight years old that was lying there. Uh, her state was unknown, but did not look uh, promising. And then next to her was an adult woman who had multiple, multiple uh, vicious uh, gunshot wounds. Uh, she had a, the head of a young lady draped on her uh, left shoulder uh, facing downward, who also appeared to have multiple very traumatic injuries and gunshot wounds. Um, then um, at the foot live? of that young lady was a, basically a pile with a man on top uh, who was again writhing in pain with what appeared to be uh, a shoulder or a chest wound, and below him was uh, a deceased woman uh, that come later find out his wife, oh, and then man. he had a young child with him, maybe five or six years old, that was uh, just drenched uh, in blood. I mean, the color of whatever fabric he was wearing was nearly indistinguishable, and he uh, was, you know, hiding, uh, but appeared uh, at that time to not be uh, wounded, or at least not severely wounded. Um, so, yeah, that was the initial observation of the scene before I actually started to involve myself. And, and, and you decided, I mean, it, you, your training at that point, I assume, kicks in. You decide to essentially, what, do triage and go to where you think you did most. You went to the woman and, and her daughter, correct? That's correct. That's correct, sir. I, uh, I, I went over there because she had, uh, you know, made sounds, words. And so I went to her, and I approached her, and I started to, to, like to kind of overlook, of you know, her condition and speak nightmare. with her. And she asked me to, um, to look at her daughter, who was next to her, the young mm -hmm. child. So I turned over to the daughter, and I began to do chest compressions and uh, some mouth-to-mouth, -mouth, and then I went back to continue chest compressions, at that which time the, uh, just a, a vile amount of blood came out from underneath her, from her back. And I realized at that point, uh, with her coloring and that state, that she had uh, already been deceased. And, um, you know, that the blood loss was just unbelievable. Oh, I so I then returned back to, uh, to her mother and just tried to uh, analyze the wounds, check out the bleeding. Uh, she had a pretty large uh, portion of her neck that had been compromised. Uh, 
both of her legs, her arm that was visible, both with just real. massive, atrocious bullet wounds to the point where the, the bone was splintered and, you know, the, the tissue was, was everywhere on the walls, etc. And But she was talking with me, and my main thing was to keep her stable, keep her daughter, who also was making movement and trying to contain to keep them stable, and just try to apply pressure and minimize any more loss that we could get. I mean, I had no tools. Uh, I'm not a, a trained medic. Um, so I was just going with what training I do have and doing the best that I could while we were waiting for uh, trained medical technicians to arrive so that we could get them off to, uh, to a hospital. And that mother was asking about I mean, I about did it. continue to try to... That mother was asking yeah, about Yeah, I eventually daughter. had to... Oof. Yeah, and eventually I tried to uh, buy time because I didn't want to have to tell her, but eventually I realized that I couldn't... Uh, there was no way around it, so I had to, to tell her that, uh, that I couldn't work on her daughter anymore because her daughter was deceased but that I needed her to, uh, to hang in there because her husband was there and, um, you know, very frantic and distraught, understandably. Her daughter was there. Her daughter was still with us, so I needed her to fight. I needed her to fight for her husband and for her daughter and for the family that was still there. And that's what I kept relaying to her and to her daughter that just, you know, please fight and, um, and, and be there for the family that you have. How old was the child who died, do you think? I believe around six, six, seven years old. How long did it take for the ambulances to come? Uh, initially, we had uh, uh, paramedics arrive on foot with their trauma bags, their trauma kits. Uh, when they arrived, again, there were still too many wounded uh, for them to handle. I so to I, deal I, with I worked with them on scene. applying the uh, stop the bleed tourniquets. And uh, you know, at one point, I had to uh, use the trauma shears to remove her, uh, her bra and her shirt because she had uh, a wound on her breast. And so I had to apply a compression bandage onto that. And um, so I was mall. working with I them. Even... You know, they were giving me the supplies, and I was applying them while they were also working with the underwounded. But I would probably say from the time that I arrived till we actually started getting victims on to ambulances was probably the better part of uh, 10 or so minutes, uh, largely due to the fact that trying to get ambulances into an area with the possibility there's still being an active shooter requires a, uh, a great deal of difficulty to not potentially cause damage or make an ambulance driver a victim. And you stayed on scene helping for, for hours, didn't you? Many hours. Yeah, I stayed there till all the patients were gone there. The patient next to the H&M who came out, and I thought I was going to have to use my pickup truck to get her out of there, but we were able to get an ambulance and get her out. Um, and then once we were escorted out, uh, I was then asked uh, by a gentleman who was there also on a voluntary basis to assist with... Uh, getting the people, the, the people off the streets so that emergency vehicles could come in and out and helping with the, the crowds of people that were coming out of the, uh, the ball that were being stationed in the grassy area there. And in, in doing that, I also, uh, you know, I had people that were approaching me that had medical conditions or were in need of water or hydration that I was working with getting them to a paramedic to assist with their medical situations or getting them water and handing out and distributing water and helping the police officers with that just trying to do what I could do so that the, the police officers, the fire department, and the EMS could, could do the, 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 you know, the skilled jobs that they need to be there to do, and I could kind of be this, this infill. Josh, I think it's just extraordinary what you did, and um, I just wonder if there's anything you want people to know about what you saw, what you went through, uh, what the others went through. I mean, the most important thing, the reason I, I even agreed to, 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 uh, to do these interviews, because I'll be honest, I'm, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> Um, but um, was because I want people to really, I want it to really sink in. I want people to 
really and truly understand the depths of the depravity that occurred. And, you know, and if, if, if in the detail it upsets them, then I'm glad because it should, because it was a disastrous situation. And but there were a lot of good people there, uh, both civilians and, of course, naturally, the law enforcement, the paramedics, the EMTs and the firefighters that just really gave it their all to uh, in a situation where it's very difficult to navigate, you know, in, in, in those kind of conditions. Uh, but, yeah, my biggest thing is just for people to realize and under know how tragic this truly really 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 was that people lost their lives that people's lives even though they may still be alive they are forever changed and generally speaking not for the positive i'm sorry i had to play that whole thing through the the depths of the depravity that occurred and it keeps occurring it will continue to occur because we have one party in this country that is completely depraved. There is no debate on this. The Republican Party cannot go the way of the Whigs fast enough. But, yeah, what's wrong with us, I have to say? I keep thinking about the fact that after Uvalde, people voted for Greg Abbott again. They put him back into office after, after that massacre. And more massacres will continue. And what does Greg Abbott have to say or do in the, in the face of massacre? He's not going to stop any. He's got prayers. He's got fucking prayers for people. Did anybody elect these Republicans for, for prayers? Maybe some did, I guess, because that's all they got. You know, there's no... There's no governing going on. It's just prayers and ways to figure out how to, how to funnel money into the hands of a few while they do nothing about anything else because they want this chaos. They want the American people to think of each other as enemies in an armed camp, and they want the fear. They, you know, this is something that Republicans and the NRA love. They love the massacres at schools, synagogues, churches. Oh, here, you know, I forgot to put Tara Jr. in. The, I'm going to have to get up and put him in the bedroom. He's, he's, on, uh, he's on a roll tonight. But, you know, uh, in every situation, we can imagine ourselves. Concerts, movie theaters, uh, uh, where else? Schools, I've said. Universities, churches, walking down the streets, going to the supermarket, uh, any uh, going to a casino, going to a, you know, anything you want to do in life. If because if you're if you live in a, any other country and you're actually free, you don't really have to worry about these things. Where you drop your kid off at school and hope to God they come home because you got, you know, the American people have to put it out of their minds, I suppose. You know, when you drop your kid off, you got to think, okay, is, uh, I, I, I hope that my kid makes it home alive today, that there's no massacre happening, but you better be believe that if they're not involved in a massacre, that they will have to endure, you know, the live shooter drills. They'll come out sufficiently traumatized. So, 
you know, thanks to Republicans. That's it. You know, what do they have to offer this country, these right-wingers? And, I, and, and really, what the hell is wrong with the people who vote for them? And I got to say, man, like the um, one thing that's really getting on my nerves in general as, the, as our never-ending election season continues to ramp up, it, it's, you know, never stops because it's about greed. It really is. The corporate media, it, they, get, they make a lot of money from political advertisement, and, and that's what it's about. They, so they don't give a shit. That's why Trump is on CNN tonight. They, they don't care. They, and, and I'm going to play another video a little when we're talking about um, George Santos, how here in New York, the, this they on CBS they gave him an entire hour to uh, I I don't know uh, rehash and rehab his image so and it was it was disgusting and vile and then the next day well well not to, not the next day maybe two days later when was he oh yeah he was arrested yesterday right am I wrong yeah yesterday the days are they're all merging together but. So he, they gave him an entire hour on, on a Sunday show in local news here. They hyped it to death. And in this hour, they interviewed this fucking grifter, this woman, a woman uh, who has been in, I think she's like the, she, well, it is true, I suppose. She's the longest or the, uh, I don't know, the most, whatever. Uh, she's been in p- political reporting in New York City the since for, you know, uh, TV was a test pattern. So they, uh, so she's, you know, supposedly got some cred. But I guess put that cred all the way down the toilet interviewing George Santos, seriously interviewing him and and giving him, lending him the credibility he certainly doesn't deserve. Uh, so the corporate media is in on the grift. Right now over at CNN, they have the con man who was just indicted, not indicted, well, pr- proven guilty of being a sexual predator, which we knew, which he admits constantly again and again he can he continues to admit it you know every time he says oh she's not my type and whatnot you never hear him arguing uh that uh don't don't accuse me of sexual assault i would never sexually assault anybody that's not how he even thinks his argument is that she's not good looking enough to sexually assault because he is, he's a sexual predator. He always, he's always been a sexual predator. They're all a bunch of predators. You understand? All of them. From Moscow Mitch McConnell to Elise Stefanik to George Santos to Twitler. And I guess he's back, well, he's not tweeting, but whatever. To the asshole, to the con man with the fake university and the vitamin scam. The wannabe dictator who receive fewer votes, the, it's all a scam. They're all a bunch of grifters. It's all the, a, 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 you know, an organized grift. And they're all, you know, they might not be organized together, but they're all in on the grift. They're in on the joke. And the joke is us. They hate America. They hate democracy. 
they don't want the any they don't want people to look to government and say you know we got a problem here um we need to address it they want to wash their hands of all the problems americans face because they don't want americans to think that government does anything for them because the only thing that government in there is going to do if Republicans have their wish list lists come true, is make the rich richer, just like in the system the founders overthrew. You understand? So that's what it's about. They want the because the people back in the old olden days, where the you were born into wealth and you were you know if you were if you were born poor, that's where you died. You died poor, and in the meantime. You know, you awaited your rewards in heaven. You you went in the field and you didn't pester your betters for anything because they were busy, you know, in their ivory towers, playing their games to, and passing out favors to each other and and uh, titles and land. And, and, and then you went to church and the church, uh, the pastor or the priest or whoever would tell you that, it, that's the way God wants it. God made the king and the aristocracy. He made them rich because they're better than you. And, you know, be, better luck next life. But, you know, just hold on, bub. You'll be uh, rich in heaven. You'll be rich when you're dead. So uh, don't, don't even think about oh, uh, uh, overthrowing the king because overthrowing the king is like overthrowing God and, you know, God is, uh, God is, uh, you know, the king is God's representative on earth. This thing is supposed to be the antidote to that, but Republicans, that's what they want. They want to drag us back to that system where everyone knows their place. That's what it's about. Look at them. Look, know them by their fruits. They, if, if in the face of massacred children, they, they throw up their hands and say, there's nothing we can do, how much longer do we take it? You know, and the, so uh, uh, who votes for these people? It's, uh, it's flabbergasting. I don't even have the words for the depravity of people who vote for people who are depraved. What are you voting for these people for? And I like that word. I keep saying depravity because that's what it is. It's disgusting. That man, he, he hit the nail on the head. He was, but what was he doing? He was going to the goddamn mall. He didn't want to go to a war scene. You, God damn it. Well, you know, who knows? He was probably going to the mall to pick up some goddamn, uh, you know, compression socks. And there he is, trying to, uh, yeah, trying to keep people alive and delivering the bad news that they just lost their child. And hold on. Please hold on, because you still have things to live for. In this fucked up, f blood-soaked madhouse. I don't understand how anyone votes for them. I really don't. And shame on them, but you know, the corporate media. What is, what is this, what's the corporate media doing now? The, I don't know if you've noticed, you know, as the 
the election that never ends keeps coming back in, into the forefront, you know, it never ends. You know, in other countries, they have a certain window where you have political ads and then they have public financing of campaigns and then you have, okay, in the last 30 or 60 days, I, I don't remember what it was in England, but uh, it's this is the political season. It's It doesn't go all year fucking long. But the corporate media does it that way because they get the buku bucks and they like stirring shit up and... You know, that it's we've we've discussed this before the the divided country can be traced back to the the fact that we have a corporate media it can be traced back to the telecommunications act of 96 and the silos of information that sprung out from from the consolidation of media so yeah, and uh so now we got the polls again it's always up in the polls down in the polls and I'm, it seems to me, uh, which is it's really infuriating that the corporate media hasn't it didn't didn't learn a damn thing from the midterms where uh, up in the polls, down in the polls, they said how how many uh, how many times we had to hear it right up until the day of the election that the Democrats were going to get trounced and the headwinds against the Dems, they were going to lose 50 seats and, the, and, and they were going to lose the Senate and how is Joe Biden ever going to recover and boo, 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 boo. You know, never mind that the right-wingers are, you know, the enemies of the people and the coup and the lies and the filth and the racism and the bigotry and the homophobia and transphobia and the book burning and banning and the you know, voter suppression and the, and the, you know, I, and I, I mentioned the filth and the lies, of course, but now we're hearing it again. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, they're like, oh, and all of this, the coups and the lies and the sexual assaults. And look at this in a head to head matchup, the, uh, the American stupids will vote for Trump. Now, Trump, apparently Trump wins. I don't remember the exact um, spread it was. It was like Trump at 70% and Biden at 40% or something stupid like that. And I'm like, do, here we go again. Here we go again. Because this is the same playbook that we endured last time. What are you talking about? Where are you getting these polls from? What poll? Who? Who are you polling? Nobody polled me. And then they discuss it they go around and round discussing how they how you know what's Joe Biden going to do and you know his age and everybody fucking sucks and uh, they are all worried about his goddamn age they're not, who cares about his age my god you know F because i you know i know that republicans are filth so why don't you focus on that his age we he's an old guy yeah i don't care if he's weekend on Ber at bernie's we can't have a filthy fascist who is uh, who is running on finishing the coup in the White House and his his political party of enablers uh, that have no integrity. They have no decency. The bottom is is goddamn bottomless. When you hit the when you think you hit bottom, you the trap door opens and you're down into infinity with these efforts. 
So I don't want to hear, you know, oh, Biden, everybody's crazy. They're, they're scared about Biden. Who are you? And you know why? We've discussed this before. The last time the election, we were discussing these goddamn polls and the time before that and the time before that. It's that it, it, the, the who <laughs> I can't even talk. You hear this? You hear this? It's the words just won't come out. But it's <laughs> I wonder Let's put it this way. It's sort of like the it's sort of like the big lie, right? How the Republicans are like, oh, there's concerns about the election because they people think that something went on because you're telling them something went on. So it's the same thing with the corporate media telling people over and over. Everyone's concerned. They they say that Joe Biden is too old and that. The, and they're all concerned. You think they're fucking concerned? They're concerned because you're telling people that they're concerned. And then when some corporate media mouthpiece sticks a microphone in their face, people don't want to look stupid. And they're like, well, you know, that guy's concerned. And I just heard on the in the elevator that uh, the, the t- when the TV was on in the corner of the elevator and they were like talking about how concerned people are, I guess I'm concerned, too concerned i'm con- you know what i'm concerned about i'm concerned about another massacre i'm concerned about a political party getting in office that has nothing to offer but fear and massacres and coups and authoritarianism and hatred and division and voter suppression and women in back alleys dead that's what i'm concerned about I'm concerned. Why don't you then? And of course, they they never dig into the the questions, right? They don't. They they act as if these the whoever they're polling are informed that they, this is the informed electorate. Now we know we just had a whole lawsuit come out. We all we saw the the um, you know the documents from the court that said. Under oath, the Fox News mouthpiece is saying how they lie. They literally lie to the to their victims slash viewers. So where where are you getting your information from? Are you getting it from? You're either getting it from you know corporate media, the the CNN, which is now Fox News Junior, and. MSNBC, which, you know, is they have some, I guess, I like Chris Hayes and Rachel and all, but, you know, they're still corporate media. But so where are you getting your news from? You getting it from Newsmax or some other shithole? You getting it from Facebook? Right? Right? Yeah, but let's, let's poll the American dupe who doesn't know the fucking ass from their elbow. Jesus Christ, right? It's the truth. that These are the same ones that are voting for Lauren Boebert and say that, oh, I don't care. I, I'm tired of your, your stinking separation of church and state thingy while holding up a shirt that says cordless hole puncher. I, 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 I don't know, man. It's like the, this country, there's so many problems here that nobody that 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 well wasn't I was gonna say nobody's doing anything about it. it's not that it's that it's uh 
the greed is so entrenched and embedded and in dis- it's almost it's indistinguishable it's like so it's woven into the fabric so so craftily that it's almost unseen that it's the only motivating value now you know that's why we have a corporate media that's why uh, you know the, this this corporate media wouldn't i mean it's first of all it would never attack the hand that feeds it and it would they would never you know when they talk about um billionaires or the donor class okay this is another thing that goes me that gets me insane that you never hear anyone on corporate media even question the existence of a donor class what is a donor class what are what 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 why why are why does a so-called democracy have a donor class and yet why are you presenting that as if it's the natural state of affairs that it's that is the way it should be no it's not the way it should be a donor class is a, is is emblematic of the broken system oh uh, er, no one is above the law everyone is the same in the eyes of the law uh, bullshit when we have a donor class, Junior, <laughs> come on, man, show show yourself to everybody. I'm gonna have to put him in the bedroom. What is the matter? I fed you. I forgot to put him inside. He was he was uh, sleeping over there so quietly and peacefully, so legally and peacefully. I gotta put him in the. I gotta put him. Listen to him. Look. Listen. Listen to his his very cute purring though. Purr for the people. Purr, purr. He's like a purr machine. I like that part about him. All right. What am I gonna play while I put him in the bedroom? Hmm. Let me see. There's so many things. Because, well, I wanted to play this one thing before we got into George Santos. Maybe I'll just... What did I just play? Hold on. I don't want to play that. Here, I'll play a little bit of Trump's deposition with the the E.G. Carroll. And by the early 1990s... Would it be fair to be right call back. you or to characterize you as a real estate tycoon? Yeah. Um, t- Trump Tower um, on Fifth Avenue, that was completed in 1983? Around that time, yes. And when did you move into the, uh, your penthouse apartment there? Maybe a year later. And that remained your primary residence until you were elected president, correct? That's right. And Trump Tower, where's Trump Tower located? I obviously know. 57th just and 5th. And at some point, uh, you became the owner of the Plaza Hotel in New York, correct? Yes. And where's the Plaza Hotel located? 59th off 5th Avenue. And um, 
For how long were you the owner? What's wrong? During what years were you the owner of the Pod Hotel? I don't know. These about five years. And do you know when it began? When you bought it? Uh, in the yeah. early early nineties. Now I'm sorry, I had to do that too. In the nineties. Get it off my screen. Look at this fucking mop on my head. Oh my god, help me. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jim. Really. You you keep me from falling into the depths of despair myself. Alright. So here I here you know. Here is a clip I found very curious from Newsmax talking about the shooter because, of course, you know how, and, and all right, you know how um, Republicans, when the con man was squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, and the FBI were like, the greatest threat to Americans are, is um, right-wingers. They are, or are right-wingers. Right-wing terrorists, domestic terrorists, they, are, um, they, they pose a clear danger to the American people. And the Republicans were like, oh, no, no, no. We want you to fix the facts around the policy. I want you to designate this fake-ass... Um, non-organization called Antifa that is just anybody that is anyone who stands up to a, a filthy fascist is now labeled Antifa. Anybody who does anything that Republicans can politicize if they break a window that even though the Republicans are committing, they're the ones doing like the false flags and things. Um, then those are the Antifa, but they, they're supposedly such a danger that I guess they're, they're like an invisible threat, like Goldstein or the Eternal Jew. And, um, so anyway, um, they were, yeah, they wanted to designate Antifa as <laughs> a terrorist organization, which tells you how fascist the Republicans are, because they're not really trying to address actual problems they're trying to divide people and cover their own asses and uh, in the meantime when you're not l legitimately looking at the the problems or the the actual threats against the american people you're ensuring that those threats will continue and multiply and actually uh, result in violence so so here's a clip from Newsmax that I found v very um, curious because this is a guy, Greg Kelly, has a show apparently. He sucks, of course, um, but, you know, whatever. Here, let, let me, I was going to say he, he doesn't have to say please become a patron, but that sounds a little whatever. Sometimes I... It gets on my nerves, it really does. But. Until they told us this guy did it, Mauricio Garcia, and oh yes, a white supremacist with neo-Nazi ties. Now, look, this is not a white supremacist. And oh, by the way, we abhor white supremacy. But you know we what do? the does, right? This is so weird. By the way, we abhor white supremacy. This is not a white supremacist. 
He only has Nazi insignia and uh, SS tattoos and right-wing death squad. Um, you know, but it doesn't, doesn't it sound like this guy is, well, he sounds very confused because he's like, by the way, we abhor white supremacy, but this guy isn't a white supremacist and they're trying to smear us. Smear us white supremacists? That's what it sounds like. They think anything MAGA must be white supremacist. That is appalling. This is just pathetic. All right, now there's a tattoo, many tattoos, and someone at one point tried to say that's the the, the city of Dallas tattoo. No, it someone. looks like it's the pure. That's journalism for you, right? Someone said it was the city of Dallas tattoo. Who's what's someone? Who got a name? You got a reference? You got a source? Someone said. People are saying. And here, this. Uh, potential indicator of involvement with the Puro Tango Blast prison gang, that is complete and utter fabrication. They pulled out of their ass because for some reason they, they're very upset that this guy, a, a, a uh, Republican, obviously, he voted for Trump, I'm sure, and is a right-winger and a white supremacist, or whatever. He's a supremacist. He's a racist. I don't care if he's he's uh, Hispanic. So what? Look at Uncle Clarence Thomas. He's also a white supremacist, right? For real. He hates. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. We're not. We'll we'll get into that another time. But this pure old tangle blast prison gang. I know it sounds very f- scary, but it's it's like a dis- def- deflection. No, no, uh, so I did a search for th- this douchebag, this murdering piece of shit, uh, and Puro Tango Blast prison gang, then you would be in not, not in the least bit surprised to know that the only so-called news outlets reporting this, that, that supposed tattoo or relation are right wing, like, like, Newsmax itself. So they're they're really working hard to deflect. Then that's what right-wingers do because they are the domestic enemies. The founders warned us about the... They are the threats to, uh, to, to domestic tranquility that the FBI warned us about. And... The the job of Newsmax and other fascist propaganda outlets is to distract and deflect from that and cover the ashes of white supremacists, obviously. They are a white supremacist network. And, you know, um, just like Tucker Carlson, because the thing is, wait, hold on. If you are espousing white supremacist, r- right, white supremacist rhetoric... That's um, that's no difference than whether you call yourself a white supremacist or not, and this is the thing with well with Tucker Carlson who will soon be on Twitter apparently, and that's why Twitter is just like everything else right wingers touch destroyed. Uh, and so, you know, uh, they the Nazis and white supremacists and KKK of this country. 
loved Tucker Carlson and openly discussed it because they, the white supremacists themselves said that he mainstreamed their, their ideology. He gave their ideology, they, he made it palatable to the victims slash viewers who watch Fox News, the, who, are, who are racists, Don't, no, you know, no doubt, no doubt about it. But he tickled those racist funny bones and really exacerbated their sicknesses. So, all right, let's continue. And you tell me, is this guy upset that white supremacists are getting a bad name? Tango Blast prison gang tattoo, all right? This is... Um this is not a white supremacist. Yes, if you stand on your head and cross your eyes and take a drag on a cigarette, one of those etchings might look like a swastika. All right, this is, well, this is what they do now. Um, this is what it's all about. Trying to tarnish or somehow diminish the other side by any means possible. This, again, totally pathetic. Now, in the hours after... <laughs> It's totally pathetic, just so we got that straight. And if you stand on your head and squint and smoke a cigarette, his tattoos might look like swastikas. So do you, you see what I'm saying? Um, he seems very upset that the guy is giving white supremacists, a.k.a. Republicans, a.k.a. Newsmax viewers a bad name but it's almost like there he's confused too because he can't outright say you know he has to out he has to kind of qualify it we loathe we abhor white supremacy you do then why are you so triggered we abhor white supremacy but oh god he's not he's not a white supremacist so if why are you so offended then why are you struggling so so desperately to excuse him as not a white supremacist if you're um if you're not a white Prison supremacist gang tattoo all right this is um this is not a white supremacist yes if you <laughs> this stand is on not your a white supremacist and guys your eyes and i'm a white a supremacist he's not a white supremacist and uh, you know he's just an amateur white supremacist this is, um, this is not a white supremacist. Yes, <laughs> if you stand on your head and cross your eyes God. and take a drag on a cigarette, one of those etchings might look like a swastika. They might? All right. This is, well, this is what they do now. Yeah. Um, this, this is, is what, what it's all about. Trying it's to all about tarnish it. or somehow diminish the other side by the any side means possible. Who are white supremacists. This, again, totally pathetic. Now, in the hours oh, okay. after... okay, it's totally pathetic. All right. I'm just trying to find the... I thought I had a clip of the guy's tattoos. And you can tell me if they look white supremacist. Let me see. Hmm. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's see. God damn it. That's why I need a producer. If you can, become a page. I'm, I'm so sick of saying it, whatever. Whatever. Don't be a fucking patron. What do you... What, see if I care. Look. If you stand on your head and squint 
It might look like a Nazi insignia. Somebody said it looked like Texas. It's it's really the Puro Tango Cucamonga Cucaracha prison gang. Not a white supremacist. <laughs> it's pathetic. Everyone is it's just so pathetic the way the left tarnishes the good name of not of, of Nazis nowadays. It's terrible. Terrible, terrible. All right. If you squint, in my, it's just, to me, it was very curious. And it also shows exactly what we're saying, you know. It's that they can't help it. They are so racist. It's like they, they're, they're twisted. They can't come right out and say, uh, you know, yes, we're racist and we're white supremacists. They have to feign that, they're, that they ab- abhor white supremacy while standing for every white supremacist idea or policy that pleases the Nazis and the KKK. You know, I mean, if if your policies are getting the endorsement of David Duke, then are you a white supremacist or not? I, I would say know them by their fruits. You don't see David Duke voting Democratic. And that's, that's why I always wonder about so-called Republicans, right? The average Joe Republicans. And this is another thing that the corporate media d- fails to connect the dots, right? Of course, they, they always do. Uh, they, why don't you point it out to the average Joe dupe? What are you doing? Oh, you're not a racist? You like, oh, uh, you just vote Republican because of fiscal policies, right? Well, what, what are you talking about? What fiscal policies? Oh, yes. Um, what? Trickle-down tax, tax breaks for the rich? You like that? You know, they never, um, you know, push. But, of course, it's just, you know. That would be practicing journalism. All right. Now, wait, wait, let's see. You know what I want to let's let's uh, Let's talk about George Santos because... It's all connected. How disgusting Republicans are. Now, I made it... Uh, whatever. I hope I can play this off the screen now that I'm saying this. Because I, I I, have to tell you, I'm a little bit mad at myself. Just going to be honest. I, I grabbed this video and um, I didn't save it out. I, I sat here for 45 minutes and I watched this whole entire interview of George Santos on CBS on the local CBS station here in New York. And you're welcome, everyone. And uh, and then I, for some reason, I guess, ne- didn't save it. So hopefully I can play it off the screen. I know we've had some problems with that in the past. Let's see if it works. I think I figured it out, though. So let's see. L- you Tell me if you can hear this. Or derogatory term. Uh, I'm going to... Wait, hold on. Congressman George Santos has been in office for four months, achieving a notoriety that has made him a name far beyond this Long Island district. So, Congressman, how do you feel about this notoriety that you have? Notoriety. I didn't sign up for it. That's that's for sure. When you're running for Congress, Marsha, you're running to go be the voice of your community. Now, I, I, I'm in shock already. I'm absolutely appalled and disgusted. 
that this this woman is uh, giving this con man a platform. Now, let me first of all, let me, I have this video I could play just to show you how they hyped it. They hyped the Santos interview. Where is it? Yes, yes, yes. Here we go. I actually think that this is must-see TV. It was George Santos actually talking about things in Washington that you never expected to have him talk about. He's actually Who learning to use his notoriety in order to make a mark in Washington. Thank you guys on the channel. Now, whether or not Long Island voters are willing to return him to uh, Washington certainly is a very open question yes. at best. That's he was in a good mood. He was charming. He's I was very good surprised mood. he engaged with me the way he did on so many issues. I think He engaged on so many issues. He's in a good mood. He was charming. Well, isn't that interesting? A sociopath malignant narcissism. I mean, malignant narcissist is uh, possessed of superficial charm. Isn't that interesting? Considering that's one of the characteristics of a sociopath. How odd that he was charming. And we know George Santos's entire sociopathy that he lies as easily as breathing and this bitch falls for it and there she is this is the promo i think this is must see tv he decided that that if he was going to have a chance of getting reelected why should he, had he? To do an extended extended interview with um the longest serving political reporter in new york <laughs> that you know that i think he thought that our show is a show that has credibility. Credibility! That's why he went on their show, because it has credibility. And I'm, I'm absolutely appalled and offended that they gave this, this person this incredibly, bla bla I mean, brazen con man a platform to rehab his entire shtick. The victim, I mean, he plays the victim card. He... Uh, he is a vile scumbag, and she just continues to pepper him with l questions as if he's a legitimate representative, as if the uh, the entire uh, district of District 3 in Long Island isn't trying to get rid of him. And they are. And he continues to lie. He just lies throughout the whole thing. And she, it's it's incredible. But it is such um, a dereliction of the fourth estate, a debasement of, of journalism. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think that if George Santos isn't going to resign, she should. This woman should. Martha. And that I would ask the tough questions, and he was ready she to answer them. Ask I mean, the I tough asked questions? The Wait, I got to play it. I got to play with, it. Um, the longest-serving political reporter in New York. <laughs> that, you know, that I think he thought you got. That, it. I you mean, know. honey, you need to hang it up. That you have embarrassed yourself. You've embarrassed the entire profession. I mean, you're talking about CBS, the home of Edward R. Murrow. You know, when journalism meant something. Incredible. You know, I mean. The, the debasement of the entire profession of journalism. 
no questions about the, you know, the the lying about his resume. It's not just embellishing the resume. He fabricated an entire life. How about the check uh, kiting? What is that called? The, the, the passing bad checks in Brazil. Stealing from roommates. The uh, not paying rent. The being evicted. <laughs> he was in uh, eviction court twice for stiffing landlords for... Uh, I mean, on top of uh, create, not being able to create any more GoFundMe campaigns because he had been barred from GoFundMe because he's a con man. Uh, the f- what about the brain tumor, the double knee replacement, the Goldman Sachs, the financier? That's what he calls himself, his profession. He has as financier. None of these, not no questions about that. You know, how do you call yourself a financier when you're you're in eviction court? In order to be a financier, you know what a a, a financier is. You, that means you got money to invest in things. You know, finance finance things like I guess Spider Man After Dark. He supposedly was a financier of that. A Broadway show. What, that flopped. You know, that's how clever he is with his lies. He, it's like the same thing when, when he, people are like, well, why does he say that he's a volleyball star? Because it's less, um, it's easier to, it's, it's because of its detail. It, it's almost more palatable. And, it's, you know, people will be like, who fucking lies about being a volleyball star? So you automatically believe it. Same thing when he's like, oh, I, I put money into Spider-Man after dark. I'm a financier of that, that flop, Spider-Man after dark. Because that's, you know, who's going to go look that up? Well, I guess he lost money on that, that big flop. You know, he's not going to say he's uh, he financed The Lion King or some other, I don't know what else is playing on Broadway at the moment, is even The Lion King, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's easier to look that shit up. If th- something is playing, you'll be like, all right, well, where's your name in this playbill? But a, 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 a Broadway show that flopped and, you know, where, where's the evidence? You're not going to go, where are you going to find the playbill for that? Oh, God in heaven. We're so screwed here. We are so, so screwed. Oh, I shit. I forgot to press the button. Fuck. On something. Sorry. All right. How are you guys doing? I see the ho- the chat room hopping and popping. Everything okay in there? All right, good. If you're on other places, you want to come hang out in the greatest chat room in American history, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster and meet the fam. All right, I'm just stalling while I... Where the fuck is this goddamn link? I'm sorry. That's why I need a, a real producer. We'll find it. This, I have too many links open. That's the problem. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Hold on, hold on. I was just playing it. 
George Santos. Now I'm losing every other... Every other... I'll have to open up a new link. Shit! Alright, YouTube. That's what we'll do. George Santos. CBS Interview. It's incredible. I can't wait till he goes to jail. That's going to be satisfying, don't you think? Yeah, oh my god. I have to show you what I'm looking at right now. Look at this piece of shit here. Look at that smug-ass fucking face. Pardon my French. An F word derogatory term. Uh, I'm going to bash his brains out, oh. make you wash it with a baseball bat, Bullshit. and I'm going to take it to yours, and I'm going to blow up your office. Bullshit. See, here's here's what we're talking about. He's a liar. He's the same guy that said he was mugged on Fifth Avenue and somebody took his shoes. They stole his his designer shoes on Fifth Avenue. You think, you know, that would have gotten some attention? Of course, he never reported it, supposedly, because he's a full-of-shit con man. Now, this, uh, I, I, let's roll it back a little bit, because she's asking him about, you know, what's the scary thing? Show me some, you know, whatever, scary, good, bad. What have you learned in your short time in Congress? As if he's, you know, a sincere and legitimate representative. It's incredible. Really keep me grounded, focused, centered. They do the work. Um, oh, wait, hold on here. For you, nightmares, not nightmares. Like, what is it like to have had this happen to you? Like everything in life, had you this reap the to consequences you? of your actions, right? So there's been good moments. Had this happened to you? You're, you lied your way into Congress and you were exposed. You're not a victim. You're a grifter who was exposed. And you have no shame because you are mentally ill. You have a, you have a personality disorder. It's most likely malignant narcissism, sociopathy. That uh, is a characteristic of all con men, prolific con men who... They, you know, they, have, uh, they end up on American Greed, you know, the TV show, American Greed. These are the people that pretend to be princes of, or, or the sons of uh, famous celebrities, and they, they are some kind of romance scammer who fabricates an entire existence. But, you know, there's something wrong with them. They have a, they have a mental illness to be this much of a liar shameless liar. I mean, he's got no shame because if he had any shame, he would leave. It's like Trump. It's like the rest of the Republican Party. It's like Clarence Thomas, Uncle Clarence. They don't give a shit about this country. They hate this country. The country serves them. That's why they won't step down when their they're, uh, they're selfishness, their greed, their their criminality is exposed because why would they they've always this is who they are to the core they have no decency so uh, so what they were caught
In the meantime, he's collecting a salary. He's making more money than he ever made in his life. So he's also able to fundraise, right? I, I, well, I know that he's not getting any more. You know, I mean, he's not getting funding. He's had to give funding back. But he also lies about that on this, saying that, oh, I'll never tell Martha or Marsha, whatever the hell your name is. And there's been dark moments, there's been sad moments, there's been sad. moments of fear. But all in all, it, it, there's a balance. I, I have a good attitude towards life. Oh, you know, I, I've always maintained a good attitude throughout this entire process. What happened to me the first 30 days of this year what will happened follow to me forever. Me? But in no way, shape, or form will I ever allow it to affect the kind of work I deliver for the people who elected me. So I'm curious, what are the good moments, the bad the moments, and the moments when you were afraid? Good moments, my staff. They, they're the best part of my life these days, uh, aside from my That's family, the obviously. They, they, they really keep me grounded, focused, centered. They oh, do the yes. work, um, and they stuck by me through thick and thin. Bad that was a good moment. Stuck a bad by moment. Me because you're a victim. Uh, the worst moment was when I, I was trying to understand the overwhelming attention and, and all the negative. Trying to understand. I just don't know why. Why would you put so much attention on somebody who has completely fabricated their entire life? Who? Why would you focus on someone who is a con man wanted in Brazil, who's now grifted himself into the House of Representatives? It's I I, I can't fathom all the attention. Things being written, all the mean things people mean. write on social media—it's just really. Oh, do you sometimes so think, can people really think these things? Do you, do they think this is funny? Do you think? That, that means you got you got to think. Do sometimes you think that do people really think this? They're so mean. You 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 see the professional victimitis in the Republican Party. It's to the core. Oh, if only everybody would just leave George Santos alone to lie and grift and steal and make shit up and steal money from the vulnerable veterans who only want to save the life of their dog. If only you would just leave, leave George alone, or Anthony, or Katara, or whatever the hell he's going by now. It's like some really negative, dark things that are said. So those, those are bad moments sometimes. Did it make I, you cry? No. no Did I didn't shed a single... Did You would have to have... A, a level of emotion. You have to be not a sociopath to cry. Did it make you... I mean, this bitch has really gotten me twisted, frankly. Uh, you know, because it's like, it's like CNN and the rest of the, the self-serving sycophants of this sickness, of this goddamn sick, bottomless, sick system. It's... Um, you know, George Santos can't help what he is. But can Mar Martha, can, or whatever, Marsha, can Marsha Kramer help not licking his ass? Or legitimizing him? Giving him, sitting on a couch with him and having a conversation that doesn't involve the, uh, the fact that he's a prolific con man and how dare he. You know, this is another... It's like, it's like all the rest of the Republicans who spit in the face of grieving parents 
and grieving or just grieving Americans who are grieving the loss of life in this country. And they and Republicans wear AR-15 pins and shit like that to, you know, to mock, mock and dance on the graves of people they pretend to represent. And there's Marsha sitting there doing the same thing, just spitting on the people of the district of, uh, in Lo- the, of the third district in Long Island who want this grifter gone, who are embarrassed. You're talking about over 70% of the, the, those in the district who want him gone. The Republican Party in District 3 wants him gone. And there is Marsha sitting on a couch with him as if he's somebody who is going to tell her the truth. This is a coup for this fucking weasel. And Martha, she's the oldest or the longest whatever political reporter in New York. Shame on you, bitch. Shame on you. Not a single question worthy of any, I don't know, of a, of a journalist. That's for sure. Here throughout this, not because I'm I'm not human, because there was nothing You're to not cry human. about. I just there was a lot of thinking. Now a moment of fear was when I received our really first credible risk assessment death threat. Bullshit. Capital police involved. Bullshit. We had uh, Prove it. NYPD involved. Bullshit. Uh, the gentleman was arrested and arraigned. Bull- was this in New York or was where, in Washington? Where? Just take his word for it. Why don't you? Where, where's, if he was arrested, there's a record of it. This is a public record. Where? Show us. What's the guy's name? Publish the threats. Just like Eric Swalwell does. You see, Eric Swalwell gets threats all the time because of the fascists and Trump and the the liars. So he publishes this. He publishes, why can't I talk? He publishes them. He posts them let's hear it let's hear your death threat if you're really getting death threats you stinking grifter don't you think he would post them you don't have to give the person's name if that's if you choose not to and where's the arrest record who who you know why are you covering the guy who threatened you why don't you publish it there's there has to be a record, a police record, if he was arrested. You know, she's just sitting there. She's just taking this asshole at his word. As if, you know, we haven't learned anything. It's incredible. Really. I know, Kathy on the chat. Marsha, Marsha, what the fuck? It's true. I mean, I, I watched this entire interview and I wanted to, I don't know, scream. I'm in, uh, it's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. And I, this woman needs to lose her job. She needs to retire in the very least. Just go away, Marsha. You, shame on you, really. Shame on you. For, for enabling this. Do you have to enable it? Where's your, I mean, oh, the oldest or whatever political reporter in New York. Where? I don't see that. You got, you obviously learned nothing. If you've been doing this for 50 years or whatever the hell, you learned nothing, not, not a damn thing.
Oh, no. We were in Washington. We were left a voicemail. We. The voicemail was... The other thing I have to keep... I have to ask, you know, he keeps talking about his husband. Who is his husband? We never see this husband. There's no pictures of him. There's nothing. You know, I know he supposedly had some boyfriend who he, you know, according to social media, whatever, he, you know, the boyfriend fled from him. And that was apparently his, not you know, not too long ago. So who is this husband of his that we all just take at his word that he has some husband, him and his husband? We never see him. Is his name George Glass by any chance, for those who remember? Where's your husband? Where? I don't get it. You know, everybody just, we, 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 all of the sudden don't think he's a, he's a liar. He's a guy who lied about his mother's death. He made up a story that his mother died in the trade center or that got, she was when, well, she survived the trade center, excuse me, but, um, survived it by being 5,000 miles away at the time. And then died a few years later. He kept having to change it. A few years being 16 years when she got cancer, which had nothing to do with September 11th, of course. But that's how much of a piece of shit this person is. That's how much of a, of a grifter, of a filthy con man grifter he is. And you better believe they are already preparing the American Greed episode. They just don't know how it's going to end. And I hope it ends with this dirtbag in jail. It's explicit in detail of what was going to happen to myself, my husband. Oh, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come take you and your husband in an F-word derogatory term. I'm going to come. Hello, George. I'm going to come and take you and your husband and, uh, excuse me, the F word, you know, derogatory, and I'm going to take you all and, b- and blow you up. And then you'll see, you'll see my little pretty and your little dogs too. Uh, I'm going to bash his brains out, make you uh, wash it with a baseball bat. And I'm- oh, really? I'm going to bash your brains out and make you watch it with a baseball bat. Okay, you're gonna. How do you watch him with a baseball bat? But anyway, bullshit, bullshit. Prove it. Is that too hard to prove it? If it's in the courts, if they actually arrested this man, then there's a record of it, and that's evidence. So it should be available. You know, let's do a FOIA request, Marsha. Get the get the right. Oh, he, and instead, you know, Marsha, she's like, oh, he talked about when his husband, who nobody's ever seen, got a and he got a death threat that was so radical that they had to go into court and the, the guy was arrested and shit. The whole thing were arrested and poor, poor George. Well, if that's the case, Marsha, do some journalism. Get the police report. Get the tape. 
the guy was arrested? That's evidence. That is available. That's available. Oh, I know, I know. Just take the con man's word. The guy who killed the dog. The guy with the 13 properties that don't exist. The guy who squatted in a, an apartment in Jackson Heights and didn't pay rent thanks to the eviction moratorium. He wasn't able to be evicted, but uh, simultaneously tweeted out how upsetting it was that he couldn't receive rent on his 13 properties because of the eviction moratorium that kept a roof over his head. When will this eviction moratorium end? The, it's outrageous that landlords like me can't receive rent from these, these deadbeats. I'm going to take it to yours and I'm going to blow up your office. Oh my I'm going to take it to yours and blow up your office. And listen to Mar Marsha. Take it to yours. I'm going to bash her. Do you believe that? I really, I mean, it's just so, it's just such a load of bullshit. And I, I'm so sick of being fed bullshit from the corporate media. And nobody says anything? No one? Oh, my God. Marsha's like, holy shit. She really has fallen hook, line, and sinker for this grifter. Yours, and I'm going to blow up your office. Oh, my God. So he left that in a... <laughs> oh, my God. It's like when um, somebody said, you got two knee replacements and a brain tumor. Oh, my God. Voicemail. And, he left um, it in a voicemail. Well, why don't you play that voicemail? Okay? Why don't you release the transcript in the very least and the police report? We reported it. And when you heard it, what was your reaction? That scared me. They were coming after my family now. What I fucking family? Let's see it. You got a family? Let's see your family. That was, that was very strange. So I wonder, you know, sometimes I think about what happened to you, and I wonder if that was actually a strategy, you? your decision to inflate your... What happened to you? Your so she's trying to say that this is your, de your decision to inflate your resume. Your resume was a strategy that helps you get a larger-than-life personality in the Congress before you got there. No, no strategy whatsoever. Just stupid, stupid stupid decision should never do it should have never done it, but um, it ha and, and you piece of dirt marcia really oh no 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 strategy the guy is is i would be surprised to know if he's a he's even a high school graduate this guy is a grifter has no business being anywhere near the halls of power he's he plays the part you know on one of those american greed episodes there was a guy who was pretending to be the, one of the member of the Sa what you know a member of the saudi royal family of course he was nobody you know he was just some grifter like george santos and he dressed very well he wore all expensive suits and expensive watches and drove in expensive cars. 
everything was, of course, bullshit. It was all either stolen or fleeced somehow. But that's part of the grift. It's part of the con, the confidence man. And that's George Santos. That's what he's doing. He sits there so respectfully in his suit, and he has his little congressional pin, and he talks, yeah, you know, very charmingly. And of course, he says her name over and over, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's part of the. Oh, he's charming. He was charming when I met him. And he talks about so many things, like. Uh, this so-called death threat that nobody could prove and every other fucking thing he talks about is a lie. But, you know, just take his word for it, Marsha. In retrospect, it may have been a smart strategy. Uh, I don't think or so. Or was it a dumb strategy? It was, it, was, it was no strategy for sure. It was a stupid decision. Like every human, I made a mistake, and now I'm just paying Fuck the consequences. Now there's human. a benefit to it, right? There's always an upside to everything. Oh, so yes, sure. Now I just need to explore it for the greater good. I mean, see, this, there's <laughs> a part of me that thinks it's sort of this like Trump-like because, you know, Donald Trump seems to thrive on chaos and the things around him. Lady, and this higher. Sort of, you're sort of become it's like time, a New York honey. Trump in a sense where you have that chaos, that energy that's floating around you. Have you ever thought about that as a comparison and whether you can use it to your benefit? I don't compare my... What is she going on about? This lady, somebody needs to sit her down in in an office in HR and say, are you, uh, honey, are you okay, man? I mean, are you living in the real world? It's It's crazy. Am I living in cuckoo land? That's what it feels like when I watch this interview. Am I, is this, I guess I am living in cuckoo land. I live in a place where the likes of George Santos are being taken seriously by so-called the oldest political reporter in New York. Where con men are, are uh, roaming around the halls of power like a bunch of flying monkeys. Children are getting massacred in malls and schools and every other place you can imagine. And I don't know. There's no repercussions. There's no consequences. That's the problem. The con- there are no consequences. You don't get shunned like a pariah. Right? I mean, this bitch gives this bitch Katara Ravachi, whatever the fuck her name is, a, uh, a platform to spread more lies. It's incredible. Yes, it is. It is cuckoo land. We are living in a fucking cuckoo land. It's cuckoo cuckoo. Why don't they just name it cuckoo cuckoo? <laughs> and spell one of those coups like a C-O-U-P. Cuckoo cuckoo. Coo. Myself to anybody, I think that's arrogant, and, and I don't have that arrogance, com- arrogant complex. Uh, what? Um, a lot of think what? that's arrogant. And- what? What? I can't listen. 
let's and we'll see this that. is sort of you're sort of become like a New York Trump in a sense where you have that chaos what? that energy that's floating around you have you ever thought about that as a comparison and whether you can use it to your benefit this bitch I don't needs compare to myself stop. to anybody I think that's arrogant and, and I don't have that arrogance com arrogant complex um, a lot of people have pointed out like you've been able to capture the same essence as Trump and you've been elected to office on you know for four months there's people in Congress for 40 years that nobody knows their name you've been there for a, a little over a hundred days and you're not you're not known for good things you're infamous this is not a good thing it's not like I, I'm known because I'm such an incredible person wow someone needs to make this all stop it's like you know the old saying stop the world I want to get off that's how I feel like. I feel like I'm living in, I'm just like, you know, do, 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 do. this was in a movie. There'd be all of a sudden everything would start swirling and you're like, you know, the whole country knows who you are. And then you pass out, right, in the movie. And then you wake up and you're in, a, you're normal again. You're like, what is this? Where am I? I had this dream. I lived in this cuckoo land where you couldn't go to a goddamn grocery store without getting massacred. Where you had con men who, uh, sexual predators who look like Jabba the Hutt grabbing women by the pussy and then telling everybody that they're a star. So they let you do it. And then saying that people are just too ugly to rape. Not that they wouldn't rape. And then they have a they. And then there was this con man who lied about everything, from fake knees to brain tumors, who killed dogs and stole checks and skimmed credit cards. And he was in the. He was actually on a TV show. He was the, not only in Congress. He was on a TV show, talking about it, making shit up. And then the and the lady who was interviewing him was like having this serious conversation with him and it was like I, and I was just banging my head against the wall going where am I someone help <laughs> right I'm like what is going on is this hell are we in hell is this where is this what world is this who 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 wrote this world they need to stop. They need. It's like uh, it's so beyond the pale that who will who would believe it? Who would believe that this world exists? And then you have uh, liars. You got so-called leaders in the House of Representatives. This leader. They keep asking him questions, and he just keeps walking by as if nobody as as, as if nobody's talking. Because he doesn't want to say anything. Because he's so afraid. That's the leader. And then they they go to all these. They have these rallies where traitors are, and they're all screaming. At, at, at they're they're screaming and and taking uh you know oaths and shit to this goddamn grifter. I I mean I don't know. I thought I was. I, I I said, is this like a surrealistic nightmare or is this real? Did I take too much acid? 
back in the day? Am I tripping? I mean, this is a bad trip, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God I don't do drugs anymore. I don't think I'd ever return from this bad trip. It would just... Ooh. I feel like it's in an... Actually, now that I say this, I feel like I'm in a bad trip. Just nonstop. Look at this George Santos. I can't go out in the street without being recognized. It's, it's uncomfortable because I used to be it's a very. You it love is. it. I used to be a very. I, I am a very private person. I like Bullshit. going out to dinner with my husband, with my friends, my family, Bullshit. and just being fun. You have and no you know, I don't get to do that anymore. Do it, people come up to you when you're out to dinner. Oh yeah, I mean. What do they say? I mean, it's mixed bag of feelings, Next. right? There's some people who come up. You're great. We love you. You. Bullshit. Bullshit. Please. No one goes up to him and says you're great. We love you. Not a one. In this world of social, not just social media, but everybody has a phone. Show us. Show us, George. Nobody has that on tape. No one has a video of that. Bullshit. She's just sitting there like, oh, you like it? You like people? There are some people that are haters. Some people are nice. Some They come up, you're great. What's so great? Well, you know, that's the follow-up question, Marsha. Um, what's so great about you? You're a grifter. You're an intention-sucking narcissist. You're a shameless sociopath who lied about his mother's death who lied about the Holocaust, about his family dying in the Holocaust. I mean, or escaping, excuse me, escaping. Because that's more interesting. You're a, a shameless, bottomless, just grifter that never can never get a paragraph out, much less a sentence without a lie. support you and then there's people who flip me the bird or they, they say mean things and you know things, move like, on with their lives and we move on with our lives but I oh there's God. not a single instance that I can go into a restaurant without at least a dozen pictures being taken about uh, of, of, of me having dinner with whoever I'm with Does that stop you who's with you oh you Vishbara <laughs> yes I'm sure and your your phantom husband who's this husband there's if there's a dozen pictures being taken all the time Anybody got a picture of his husband? Me from going out? No, it doesn't. I still go out. <laughs> you see all the pictures online. <laughs> so Where? you like it. Where's your husband, I don't like though? It. You like being a social media darling. No, I don't. So I don't like the attention, but it doesn't deter me from He's going so... about my daily life. I still shop at the same places. I'm often seen at the Americana Mall in my district. Oh, I'm often seen at the same restaurants I always go to. I don't. I didn't change my life. People just happen to know where I am now, so they're expecting to see me there, especially when they know we're in recess and I'm in district. Uh, Bullshit. I feel like there's He's always people lurking everyone. around these areas, reporters, journalists, so it's just part of life now. You adjust. He's in so district, We're born everyone. naked, we put clothes on, and we adjust to wearing clothes, so I... We adjusted to wearing clothes for how many millions of years, or at least uh, the length of recorded history, prehistory. I think we've been wearing clothes for a very long time. We adjusted. Well, you adjusted to wearing men's clothes. Not that there's anything wrong with being a drag queen, except you're part of a, of a disgusting death cult that targets and vilifies 
people like you, supposedly. You, you're, you're a traitor on every single level. I don't know. I mean, uh, if, uh, you know, he talks about he's got a husband. Where is he? The other thing is w- one of the charges that is mi- that's missing from the litany of charges against this grifter is, uh, I guess, maybe the, the Justice Department hasn't looked into it yet. But what about that sham marriage he had? He defrauded the federal government. He defrauded immigration by marrying a woman for her immigra- to, to, to get her uh, American citizenship. This is who they are. Do as I say, not as I do. And, it's, and it was quite ironic, but, but perfect, how the Republicans were holding a press conference talking about how, um, uh, uh, how uh, you know, some, some Americans, some, some losers, are, that they take federal uh, benefits. They took COVID benefits when they didn't, they didn't deserve them. And yet... Um, here, uh, the, the charges come out against George Santos and one of them, one of the charges includes the fact that he took unemployment benefits while he was already, that while he was employed, you know, he stole $25,000 from, uh, from the unemployment, from unemployment in general. Went in as a nobody, and now everybody knows who I am. I have to adjust to that and just make it part of my life and move on with it. Oh, infamous. Please go to jail. Please, please, please. Is it possible to make that part of your life, given the fact that there's a lot of negativity? Look, Marsha, n- negative energy is energy, negativity. and I believe that energy... I, I can't. I can't take this, but okay. It can be harnessed for good. So no matter how bad they throw it at you, it's about how you apply it in life and how your outlook in life is. Um, We're all human beings. We're all flawed. If you look inside yourself, if everybody looks inside themselves, you'll find some things that you're probably not really proud of or things you would have done differently. Uh, Well, I've never, you know, killed a dog for $5,000. I've never lied about having a brain tumor or I've never lied about my mother's death to get sympathy. You know, my mother died. Yeah, uh, I never said like, oh, she died from uh, some some uh, tragic event in American history. So I could glom some more attention. Even this mother's death was somehow to serve the the con man. I'm no different, right? I just have to do it in front of millions of Americans watching oh, yes. every time I do an interview oh. with people like you. And I have to do it. And I've eaten that humble pie time and time again. I'm not wow. embarrassed to do this it. Wow, son of a uh, bitch. I'm, ash- I, I'm ashamed of some of the decisions I've made, but I, I, he, I hold somebody near and dear to me the fact that bad. I can cope with the fact that I want to be judged by my work in this body for what I was elected for, I, with the propositions wow. I gave. And I think I'm doing a good job. And I'm going to be judged in two years when my employer my constituents decide to hire me again or not. So you've had Shit. 100 days in office. What has it been like for you and what, I think you, what do you think that you've bitch. been able to do? So in, in the first 100 days, it's been a learning experience, right? Learning. It's the learning curve of a lifetime. The, the knowledge is invaluable. And I've been able to learn my real passions for community service and, and for public service. And one of them is water. The life, the, the quality of life of people on Long Island. Water is a big issue on Long Island. Water is a massive issue on Long Island. But what have you been able to accomplish? So, so far, we've uh, been start, we started to woman. work with uh, some water 
districts that have been having some issues for a good shout out to the village of Farmingdale who is in Why a state of emergency. You? We've put in some appropriations for them in an emergency characteristic. I've already notified the speaker of so their I urgency in need of the funding and along with other uh, communities in the district and as the appropriations uh, like, um, um, deadline is approach really we got happening? it all submitted. Now it's just about fighting for that funding. I didn't request a lot to begin with because there was a lot of politicizing. So in Nassau oh, County yeah. the way it works is they have the village association the association of, of this is a great favor a for me <laughs> more That's time for like rubber chicken oh yes yes, yes. party in, in washington dc is very disconnected how you know none of the republicans in nassau county are working with him and he's like oh it's more time for me to be a, a of of service you fucking wish i mean you don't wish you wish that people were buying your your scam but Marsha's really buying it. She's really, su she's swallowing that scam and asking for seconds. From local GOPs. I'm talking about the local GOP. I'm, I work very well with the National Party in yeah, Washington, D.C. Kevin I McCarthy is a spineless lick spittle, and he is the perfect man for the, for the current GOP. He's got no integrity. He's got no decency. And you got, you know, you're thick as thieves with him. He needs you. If, they, trust me, if they had uh, had this so this wide majority that was predicted, like uh, every time a corporate media mouthpiece opened their mouth, then George Santos would be gone already. He would have been asked to resign. They would have done all they could to get rid of him. But it goes to show you how Republicans really do hate America. They don't care. They, they would have any sociopath in the positions of power as long as they can continue to pass their anti-American uh, hate, you know, their America-hating anti-democracy bills and, uh, you know, could destroy the American experiment thoroughly from the inside a great relationship with the speaker i'm supportive of the speaker i'm supportive of our agenda i just don't have to show up to the rubber chicken dinners of the party locally at home which is a great favor for me <laughs> more time for like rubber chicken no, no 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 neither do you she's like smiling <laughs> Let me ask you this. i know that you want to run for re-election but the question really becomes how can you really deliver for your district. I mean, you're on no committees. Jerry Nadler has uh, banned you tough, from tough going to the bipartisan meetings of the New York delegation. And the 11 bills that you've actually uh, sponsored, you That's have incredible. no co-sponsors. Okay. So how do you get anything done when you're sort of a pariah in Washington? Sort so, of. Uh, the the sort statement of. pariah, that's harsh words because harsh. it's not true. Oh. I work very well true. and I have listen, listen working relationships with Democrats. I'm bullshit. texting back and forth with a few of them if you looked at my phone right now. Well, show me your phone right now. If you looked at my phone right now, you see that I'm, uh, I'm texting with a lot of Democrats. Bullshit. Absolute fucking bullshit well show me your phone you don't have to show it to the camera show it to me show me what democrats i promise i won't say anything show me the democrats you're texting with marcia 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 you failed marcia shame on you marcia what is wrong with you are you are you that you know have you lost your game did you ever have it what is wrong with you? 
Um, and well, who are you well, texting? Which Democrats? I, I don't put people's names out on the press because right. I've learned that then you guys exist. are not you necessarily, but the press will go attack them. And the press, the press will attack them. Maybe the press will verify. Oh, you're working with George Santos, the con man, the grifter, the one with the, the with the dead dogs in his past, the the check stealing. George Santos, wanted in Brazil, that guy? And that would do a disservice to my district. So basically what you're saying Your is district, it's, not, it's not considered a That's going to do thing. a disservice if they find out what Democrats he's supposedly working with. That's going to do a disservice to the district. Not having an outright serial con man, a, a, a prolific liar... Not, not somebody who completely fabricated and lied to the constituents and the constituents want him out. No, that's not going to do a disservice to the district. It's knowing who this filthy grifter is working with. And Marsha's like, yeah, whatever you say. What, uh, whatever you say, con man. Okay. To be working with George Santos? Well, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I just don't want to give anybody the burden of having a mirror, a mirror of questions coming at them. But, you know, the, the landfall that comes with, oh, you're working with George Santos? Why? And, and, and then that just starts a whole trigger when in reality we're working on good things together. You're not working Take on shit with anybody. Answer your question on sponsorships. Different offices have different strategies. I, I class move. folks who move to I'm, Long... I am... Uh... Just fast forwarding a little. Like Lawler, who's. Oh, we're, uh, we're going to be up all night here. <laughs> I'm going to be up all night anyway, thinking or trying to get out of this this world I'm living in. I'm going to find the the wormhole, the fuck out of here, into some semblance of sanity. Widely respected and. Um you know, is going to face a re-election challenge of his own. And another from three other Republicans on Long Island who are also widely respected. And then there's you that have some, had some issues. Some Whose issues? Bill is going to get You've had some issues. Yeah, precedents, because they're not going to pass three cell bills or even... She, she's literally talking to him about a, the SALT bill in Long Island, this tax bill. That she's actually taking him seriously. Me for it. I've been talking to my constituents. Yesterday, I had in a mobile uh, mobile office hours, and I. Where, where, who, who is talking to you? Name names. Made that very clear to many people, Republicans and Democrats alike, like my position. So what did Mr. Nobody likes you. All your positions. You are a fucking laughingstock. Carthy say. No, I, I, I haven't told him that directly. I've made it public. Well, now you're telling him, you're well, telling him on it, my it, show. It's a public statement. I have my position. I need my, I have my priority. I don't know. I, I haven't asked anybody to fight my battles for me. I'm what? fighting my I'm fighting my own battle right now. I gave the speaker the opportunity to go negotiate with the president, and I think that that's what's most important. He gave the speaker the opportunity to negotiate with the president. Get me out of here. Somebody, Grandma, what the fuck? What's going on? Can I go into the light yet? What's happening? Okay, so... Uh, you know, he has a diverse that. GOP. This isn't the old GOP, How right? Desperate. It's not the old GOP. No, it's the old GOP. You're just 
shameless and have a very um, sick psychopathy where you see an angle and you don't give a shit if you're gay. You know, you sell sell your own mother out. Pretty, does he need your vote? I mean, it's not, it's not about desperation, it's about respect, right? The, the speaker wants to pass unanimous bills as a unison from the party, and I respect him for that. Defending, Whatever. mass shootings have, have nothing to do with oh, guns. Oh shit, ha- here we go, here, here. She asked him about the, the bill he, he has, um, asked, or pr- trying to have the friggin' AR-15 as the national gun. Salt, no deal, he caved onto every deal. I am no salt, uh. no deal, period. So one of the other bills that you're supporting as a co-sponsor is to make the AR-15 a national gun. Why is that a good position? We have a national everything. There's so many mass shootings. I understand. How can you we defend them? National it's pride. not about defending. Mass shootings have, have nothing to do with guns. They have to do with mental health because wow. we have a bad health care yeah, system in this country. People with mental health issues can get an AR-15. Well, are just by designating an AR-15 the national gun doesn't mean that it's wildly oh, available. The, the laws are, are standing there. And the reality is when the we're talking about people accessing there. guns, we need to make sure that we're holding accountable the point of sale. Are they upholding current existing laws? We have Eat my... Fucking, oh my God, I can't. Oh my God, this fast-talking grifter. Hundreds of uh, gun laws on the books that are not upheld yeah, nationally. Scum. That's not. You see that's, how scummy the Republicans are? Everything from through and through. Scum of the earth. It's not the federal government's responsibility. Those are state localities that have to reinforce. Shut, you know, how many fucking buzzwords are you going to put in there? You you filth you shameless filth those laws goes to those gun shops and say hey are you reinforcing laws are you making sure that you're checking this and you're making check my ass check out and check into jail making sure they're not on registry that they're not terrorists criminals with if uh, if only we could if that we could you piece of shit because in many Places like Texas, like Florida, there's no check-in, you stupid scumbag. Are we going to check? Are we going to look at her just sitting there? Well, when she should have, first of all, he shouldn't even be there. And she's just sitting there having a conversation with this douchebag. Like, as, like he's a legitimate representative it, this is it's just so there are you actually are telling me that you're supporting gun reform legislation I, it's not i'm supporting gun reform legislation the the legislation's already there i'm asking for the laws to be held no. upheld the laws already what law up. what law what law name it in the books that should there be stronger laws i think the laws are pretty strong as they no. stand if you oh look my at my god you you see you see them. They're just not applied. What law? Name a law, you fucking monster. They're just not applying. Is that what it is all over the world, right? That's why America has a massacre problem. We just have, uh, everybody has normal law. They just apply the laws in other countries, right? That's the way it is. We just don't apply them here. That's what people fail to understand. There's a lot of people saying we should do this. That's already a law. It's just not applied because nobody's holding anybody. No one's applying the law, my ass. You 
fucking you see what i'm saying because these people these republicans they want more blood they don't give a shit they have a george santos in the house of representatives spewing more lies as long as he says the same lies like they do it's fine as long, you know they would they'd all happily work with him because the, they have no integrity. It's bottomless. Yes. Kathy on the chat. Did you ever notice how grifters talk really fast? Yes, exactly. It's just like... Because it's part of the grift. You can't stop. It's like you're bombarded. That's how Trump is, too. You know, it's just you're bombarded with the fire hose of lies. And you're like, Ugh. as you're formulating the response to lie number one, here comes lie number five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty, but... It's like you're, you're just like, oh, enough, enough, enough. But be accountable. There's no oversight against the laws that are already on the books. You're so full of shit. But anyway, and which is the only response, except look at her just sitting there. So AR-15, do you own one? I don't. I don't own guns. Look, I like shooting. I go shooting for sport. I go into shooting, shooting range. What guns do you shoot? Uh, Berettas, uh, Berettas. Glocks, uh, just pistols, just regular guns. Nothing. You'd like to play spy, I'm going to go shoot you? No. <laughs> Absolutely what? not. What? Uh, look, I am always aiming either at a target or at a ski. When I... Unfortunately, I, I know one... Oh, I can't. Legally and peacefully. I need to take a breath. Absolutely f unfathomable uh, th that we live in a country like this with a media like this. When I barely hit them, but I... <laughs> of course I go shooting. Bullshit. Let's see it. Where's your you and your Glock, your Beretta? Yeah, I shoot a Beretta. Shoot. Please, shoot. Where the fuck you shoot? Just shoot the fuck out of here, please. Shoot in yourself in prison somehow. Shoot your, your worthless carcass into a jail cell. Thank you very much. You know, Marsha, that's the only thing you should have said to this grifter. Why don't you shoot your carcass into a jail cell and shut the door behind you? We can all, and the rest of society can throw away the key. Because clearly we need to be protected by, from grifters like you. Not put grifters on a goddamn Sunday local show while the people of District 3 are pulling their hair out trying to get rid of him. I mean, they, I, I don't even know. What, what's, what could be done about her, about Marsha? Yeah, is she even hearing the feedback? Because I went on the, if you look at the, the, the responses, everybody's appalled. Yeah, give a pathological liar a platform to pathologically lie. Nice, CBS. He can't even tell the truth about margaritas. Because he said that, oh, when life gives me lemonade, I make margaritas. <laughs> I can't believe one of the biggest liars on the planet. And he has no right to call anyone a liar. And that's another thing he does in the interview. Somebody writes, you split this into eight sections? Gross. I mean, there's not a single positive quote or uh, comment here.
what a fine young man, somebody says. Of course, that's sarcastic. A wannabe victim. Well, this douchebag says, well, he made sense on immigration. Must be a Fox News victim. Uh, we need more stand-up conservatives like this in America. I'm sure that's a sarcastic. What a joke, trying to legitimize this fraud. People are laughing at him, saying, I don't have that arrogance complex. Okay, George. What's the point talking to him? He's just going to lie and lie some more. It's a, yeah, he should. That's it. But there's Marsha. What does she expect? You know? Try. It's pretty fun. So you're never going to buy an AR-15? No. I, I don't feel the need to own one. What's wrong with you, Marsha? Well, because it's, a ma it's manufactured What's in America. What's wrong with Marsha? It's made all This is the day after the mall shooting, of course. The mall massacre. So you're never going to buy an AR-15, George? Yeah, because they're such a fun thing. We just don't have ma uh, too many of we have no we don't have enough of them. Like Greg Abbott says, pick up the pace, buy more, more, more. Everybody should have a gun. More, 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 more guns. Oh, but I don't take money from lobbyists, Marsha. If you ever I'm look at all my stuff, money. oh say my god. You're playing up to them as for their support. No, I'm not. Like I said, I don't need their support because I don't accept their money. I don't take lobbying money. So oh, let me yeah, ask you this sure question. You I know that you're friends with um, Marjorie Taylor. Where's the 700000 Where'd that come from? Where? Are, what about all the money that the Justice Department now found that you, that you grifted and laundered so you could buy expensive designer clothes for yourself and pay your bills, pay, pay some of your debt? That's what he did with all the money he grifted. He also got some Botox. She talks about this, but... Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Green and Lauren Boebert, are you trying to, how, how do you build relationships in Washington and who would you say are your friends that you could count on if you went to them your and say, hey, I need your support on a bill, say salt or something on else? Look, it's about, it's about, you know, you wash my hand, I wash your hand, I support rep. your bill, you support my bill. A lot of people come to me for support for co-sponsorships because they know it'll get attention and they're trying to get their bill. Yes, you're so, you need notoriety. You're like, George, help me out here. You're such a famous rep. I need my bill. I want to get some, some attention to it. Some, uh, some attention where it's going to be considered a laughing stock because your name is on it, but... Okay, that's a that's a real um, story that I could believe, right? Yeah, I, except it's not. Variety, right? So, so you're talking about your notoriety as a positive thing. Well, that's how you can turn lemons into to, to margaritas, as I said earlier. So use you're it playing, for something positive. Using your notoriety to be a lawmaker. Well, yeah, you have to. <laughs> Someone needs to t do something about Marsha. You, you work with what Legally you have in D.C., whether if it's your deep connections in the establishment, whether it's the ability to get coverage on the media, whether it's your ability to go on a platform and tweet something. Who's getting, what are you covering? What, what kind of coverage are you getting? You're getting, you're a joke. You're late night fodder. You're, no, no one wants you to, no one wants to be associated with you. 
And she's like, oh, you're using your notoriety to do something like sit on my TV show and, and shovel shit down my throat. Except everyone who's watching the show doesn't seem to be as impressed as the host. Who looks like she's easily impressed, I guess. Could you imagine if she this was back in time and she was interviewing Ponzi? You know, what's the guy, the first guy? The Ponzi? Well, where the name Ponzi came from. Ponzi scheme. Ponzi scheme origins. Because it was a guy's, it's the guy's name, yeah. The, Charles Ponzi. Well, tonight on this show of mine, The Point with Marsha Kramer, we're sitting down with Charles Ponzi. Charles, you have an incredible fund that is n it's just not without measure. There's, n it's like a, n it's, no one can fail when they put money in this fund. How do you do it, Charles Ponzi? Well, you see, Marsha, I use, I, I take lemons and make uh, margaritas out of them. I'm, uh, I just take that money and I do a little hokey pokey and turn myself around and all of a sudden it's, uh, it's manna from heaven, Marsha. Wow, that's so interesting, Charles Ponzi. I, can I get in on this? <laughs> I have, you know, I'm going to retire in like two years. Can you take my entire savings and put it into your, into your never fail investment? Of course I can, Marsha. Oh, wow. You know, pa yeah, Ponzi, Charles, Charles Ponzi is really using his notoriety for good taking everyone's money and multiplying it ad infinitum. Thank you so much for sharing that with me, Charles. You seem so legitimate. I bet that Charles was a fast talker, too. And millions of people see it at the same time. Whether they agree or disagree with you, at least it's out there now. Now it's a conversation point. Oh, yes. So I need to That's use that to my is. advantage. He's, I mean, the delusion is astonishing as well there's somebody needs to write a 10-page paper on this if you're in a psychology course take this interview and write a, just dissect it write a 10-page paper at least that's your assignment because it's it's fascinating it's a glimpse into a very sick dark depraved mind and the uh, admirers of that dark depraved mind because that's the best way I can represent my district. So you like your notoriety? I don't like it, but I'm using it to the advantage that it gives me. It could sort of be like a strategy. Uh, now, now if you're talking you... strategy, yeah, sure, you take what you... Look at her. Look at her. It's like a strategy. What is... I don't understand what's wrong with this bitch. It's like, uh, why don't she interview Trump about his uh, grabbing women by the pussy? Well, that's kind of a strategy, the way you grab people by the pussy. And even though they, they, they don't like it, you know, it's like a magnet. You just start kissing. You kiss, kiss, kiss. Without, a, you know, I mean, uh, you could say that's some kind of 
sexual prowess or something, but whether people like it or not, that's also, <laughs> it could be said that that's a strategy, right? <laughs> Marsha, I'm Marsha. And I am, I've been doing this for many, many years. So many years, I, I'm like, I'm numb. Uh, clearly, my brain is numb. You were given and you turn it into something. So I'm wondering why you decided to run for Congress in the first place. I think we addressed because, that when I was here. I just want Because he wanted health care and a pension. That's what he said. He told his friends, does, does she do any... I, you know, did he just fucking, like, drop in five minutes before air and she did no research on this grifter? And she Does she le legitimately think he's an, an actual representative? His, his friends, the, his roommates, the ones he stole from and stiffed on the rent said that he would talk about he wanted to become a congressman because he would get health care and a pension for life. That's why. Do you do any research, Marsha? Well, it doesn't take long. Just Google it. I wanted to be a part of something different and change. I wanted to be a voice. I wanted to go fight for the people, I, I, fight my for neighbors the people. and my community. And fight for the people. If you wanted to fight for the people, there would be some evidence of that in your history, right? There wouldn't be the grift, the lies, the, the fake resume, the stealing, the killing of dogs. I wanted to fight for the people. That's why it's like, it's Trump, you know? Just like Trump, you know, he's a man of the people now. All these dumbasses think he's fighting for them. He's fighting for them because, the, in, and to them, fighting for them means he's just as racist as they are. That means you're fighting for them. But, you know, Trump, he's such a man of the people, you would think there would be at least one story something in his entire useless life on this planet on this poor suffering planet where trump did something for somebody other than himself there's not a single example of trump doing something for for the underdog for the working class in fact quite the opposite there are uh, story upon story and not just anecdotal stories, but court cases of Trump stiffing workers, robbing them, not paying people, and attacking them, attacking tenants on Social Security, on fixed incomes, people who can't fight back. But there's, you know, George Santos wants to do something. He wants to contribute. He wants to serve the people by stealing from them. Stealing from the dumbasses stupid enough to give him money so he can buy his fancy suits. So he could continue the grift. He's got to look the part. You know, uh, just 
leave my mark in, in some Your weird mark. way oh, of how I try to improve society. So how were you, you, you say you're running for re-election. Yes, ma'am. How are you going to convince people in Long Let's Island spit. to re-elect you, given all the controversy and the fact that your own party, the That's Republican Party, do. says they're going to back somebody else? It's fine. Look, it's the re I, I don't represent the Republican Party of, of Nassau County. Uh -huh. I represent the constituents of Nassau County, the 700,000 plus employers that I have. Those are my constituents. Who want you gone. Gone. Gone girl. That's what they want. Do you see that movie, Gone Girl? That's what they, that's you. They want you to be gun girl. Right. That's who I work for. Uh, I don't care what the party says. <laughs> well, I quite what if frankly. They run ads against you. Uh, that's what if they run ads? Oh, you. This is the Marsha George brain trust. What if they run ads, George, against you? Don't do any research, Marsha. They've been holding rallies against him. The the constituents, the people he works for. They have rallies in front of his office. They and it happens all the time. It's not it hasn't gone away. They call his office. They protest in front of his office. They say resign, con man. Fine, let them run ads against me. Every dollar that the GOP spends in, uh, against a Republican, that means they're not defending other seats that they have to defend, which is stupid, if we're being honest, on a strategy level. If right? we're being so honest, <laughs> if that we were. If only. If they want to run a primary, I they're think... They're going to also run ads supporting whoever candidate they pick. That's totally fine. Go ahead. Do it. Marcia, I'll, I'll raise the you money. Have so far, you haven't been really so good at raising money. I didn't raise any money in the beginning of the year. I didn't attempt. I was too busy taking care of other issues. Yes, <laughs> other issues like going to um, designer clothing stores with other people's money. And I didn't try. I didn't, I didn't try nobody, and I started raising You didn't try because you're, nobody's giving you shit. You had to return the money that people donated. Now, and I in good confidence can say that I'm doing very well. So how oh, much sure. have you raised so far? Uh, you're not going to tell me? You're going to wait and see. Oh, Lord, but we are. We're going to wait and see, Marsha. You are really nailing this interview, lady. This is going to go up there with Dick Cavett and uh, Nixon. Uh, Come on, Marsha. You should oh, know better than that. I don't. I, I asked questions. <laughs> yeah. I my show. So what do you say to your critics who were going to say, you know, they raise questions about... Your critics. Your critics. Everyone's just picking on him. How you got there in the first place that you didn't get there in a legitimate way. Well, yes, yeah, not legitimate in any way, shape, or form. It's just not legitimate. What are you going to say to those critics? It's just criticizing you unfairly and unjustly. I got there in a legitimate way. I was elected by the people. I right? know, but on a mountain of lies. They, no, they elected the guy who is a financier of St Spider-Man after dark. You know, the guy who worked for Goldman Sachs, the guy who went to Baruch, the guy who worked for Citibank, the guy who had two knee replacements, who graduated from Baruch and then went on to NYU grad school. That's the guy they elected, the, you know, the guy whose mother was died of 9-11 illness, the one whose grandparents escaped the Holocaust. That's the guy they elected. So they, they may have went to the 
polls and said, I want this this prolific, well, they didn't say that. They said, I want the guy who financed Spider-Man After Dark. He might have he might have failed, but he swung for the fences. You know, that guy, the guy who's so smart. He's like a wonderkind. He, the guy who manages over $6 billion in money, real fucking money. That's what he said. He had all this, he was a, ran a fund, which makes him a, a real genius, you know, of finance. And that's what Republicans like. You're a genius of finance if you figure out ways to separate people from their money and make your own, you know, just suck money into your pockets, fuck everybody else, who gives a shit, let them eat cake, let them, whatever, let them die, let them go die at the mall, who cares, national gun, AR-15, you know, boom, 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 I love to shoot. I have the First Amendment right, right? People can say whatever they want. The First Amendment right to lie. You do, but if that we all, you know, if you want something, even though you're not qualified, why not? Hey, yeah, I'll make up a resume. It's like Dr. Death. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a surgeon. Look at me. I'm a surgeon. I'm a pilot. I'm an Olympic athlete. I'm an astronaut. Look at me. Wee. It's not uh, likable, right? But the re here's the reality. The First Amendment. It's not likable. Right to say whatever you want and make up your own. I, I didn't look. Your if, own version if, of facts. If you want to, if you want to go off and rehash whatever the media facts. puts out there. A lot rehash what the media puts out there. You see, he's a victim. He's He's doing the Trump thing, but. Uh, a lot of it has been dispelled. I've sent a lot of information. Dispelled. It's been dispelled. He's, he sent a lot of things, this is what he's saying, that to the media, but they just don't report it. He's been, he's debunked all the lies that they uncovered. Which lies aren't lies? You mean you do have two knee replacements? You mean you do have a brain tumor? You mean your mother really was at 9-11 even though she was 5,000 miles away and nowhere near the United States? You mean you did work for Citibank and Goldman Sachs? You really are a financier? You really... Where, where'd you get your $700,000? Oh, I'll tell you what. I didn't get it from Burisma. Oh, I can't wait till you go to jail. ...backing and discrediting a lot of their reporting. They just don't want to report on it. Bullshit. Like what? You get, where's your follow-up, Marsha? This is it. Hit him now. Hit him. You played rope-a-dope this whole time, Marsha. Now get him. Hit him back. What, what, what do you mean? They don't, which ones they don't want to report? Which lies are true? And the media still says they're lies because they're just not reporting it. The, that dirty, dirty media. 
So I guess the next question I would ask you is this. You know there were investigations of you in Congress, both ethics violations <laughs> and, oh, um, and the financial, 24 financial hours records. Later. Have you had to testify before any of these people who were investigating? Well, look, oh, it's an ongoing investigation of the facts, and I'm not going to comment on ongoing investigations. It's yes, because I learned that. That's the pat answer for Republicans. When they have an uncom uncomfortable question, they won't responds because it's an ongoing investigation, you know. Responsible and it's not prudent, but I've been prudent. compliant and giving everything that's asked of me. And have you been and able to explain liar. where the money came from for your campaign that you, you say that you contributed? Like I said, we're not there yet. And, well, uh, we'll be there I won't pretty quickly. debate what the investigation entails until it's concluded and I'll come back on your show and give you a full detail of it. Well, no, okay. eh, unless like you can get that feed in prison, okay. Let's get a. We can get a prison line phone in the phone call. We can hook the prison phones up to our phones, and that that'll be fine. To talk to you about immigration. Yes, ma'am. It's a huge yes, issue. Oh, whatever. Let's fast forward because he's making me sick. And they're busted into a hotel room. Fuck uh, later, but uh, the reality is, is I have to be loyal to my constituents. We don't have the they infrastructure. Don't want the Platform is the same. Continue, continue the progress that we're making in the House, led by the Republicans. Oh, eat my... Your best interest in Congress. I think that's very important. So you have introduced a number of bills, um... historic bills in some natures too. <laughs> I mean, but some of them. If I, I do say myself, I just don't have that arrogant thing happening. I, I, I cannot, don't compare me to Trump. I don't compare myself to anybody. I don't have that arrogant thing. But historic bills, like the Minaj bill, where her, her cousin's balls exploded, and I, I wrote a bill about it. She was very pro-choice. Whatever. So for your district. What did you get in, in exchange for supporting the cattle fever tick eradication? I'm building, I'm building. Oh, raised to be polite. I was raised to always be cordial. Oh, shit. Eat, oh, but explain shit. to me your relations with other congressmen. I mean, do you find that they're hesitant to uh, uh, put their arms around you publicly because of the notoriety that you have? I mean, if you look, if you just look at the way I, I carry myself on the House floor, yes. I talk to as many people as, you know, humanly possible. Well, like I talk to people on the other side. I say, hello, good morning. I'm, I was raised to be polite. I was raised to always be cordial. If anybody's Always be cordial because it helps when it, it puts people off guard when you are picking their pockets that you just say hey good morning how you doing and then turn around and start taking money out of their wallet they won't ever suspect you because they're like that guy that nice guy who said good morning every day is also robbing me trying to insult me i still try to you know insult kill them you. with kindness kill them in kindness they're trying to insult you by telling you that you should resign because you're a disgrace and you're you just can't fathom reality because there's something very fundamentally sick about you but don't worry marcia there must be something sick about you too it's like two sickies colliding in an interview uh, but I talk to folks that there's, to my, to the extent of my knowledge, there's no people other than the New York Republicans who, who disparage yes. me and, and, and go For after me publicly. Reason. I haven't experienced that at, at large, not even with the Democrats. Do you have any friends in the New York delegation? Um, yeah, sure. I do. I, I 
Look, I'll put it this way. I'm not going to, I don't want to put people on the spot, but I have a great working relationship with Congressman, uh, Congresswoman Grace Mang. We have bordering districts. I've actually, my office has reached out to Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez because we have a common interest that we have that benefits our district and we're trying to set oh, up a meeting. You two couldn't be further apart. And and yet, I'm, I would be willing to work with her. I'm a, I actually. She willing to work with you? Well, I don't know that I yet. Mean, she's a, a, you called her. I, I could call anybody and say, I have a relationship with them. I just called up Joe Biden, and I'm like, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on it. Okay, he's, we have a relationship. Left of center Democrat, and you are definitely right of center Republican. So let's do Marcia, this. You're I'm co-sponsoring this her bill this week uh, to ban independence, uh, to the pants, to ban stock trading for members of Congress. That's how much sometimes you're co-sponsoring her bill. Yes. Oh my God. Did she say? She I put it. I, I put in the request. I want to co-sponsor. It's a great bill. And, and would you and you support that bill? Of course. I don't think members of Congress should trade stocks. Oh, eat my housekeeping in, in our oh. defense budget because it's you know as I'm learning there's a lot of is, is our nuclear defenses so it's you know mis. We're engaged. Can you believe this? I, I mean, let's. I know this has been going on the whole show, but I guess this is the show at this point. It's 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 on it's unreal. Aged in supporting Ukraine and. Because New York City and New York are going to be a prime target, God forbid, if there was ever an attack terrorism. either by Russia. You keep I'm saying that. that. And she's asking this, this fucking high school graduate um, con man, crook, who's, who's wanted in Brazil about actual things that affect people's lives. She's talking about terrorism with this, this complete fraud. Why don't you ask him about, you know, um, I don't know, some, some, uh, some medical issue you might have, Marsha. He's as qualified to respond about that as he is to talk about terrorism. And geo global whatever politics anything. Come on, no, I think I leave it to the capable hands of the people who are in charge of making those decisions. Look, if they think that the Republicans should just stop this. So you're saying you're going to support Donald Trump? Oh no, he, he says he's going to support Donald Trump. Yes, indictments are, should be taken seriously, but a lot of Americans hear the word indicted and associate it with guilt. Indictments are formal accusations in order to have a proceeding. So it's a formal accusation. He's innocent oh, until proven guilty. Thank you for explaining all these big things to us, George. How did we get where we are without you? It's just a, f a procedural he matter. convicted. Which I don't foresee. The, the, what Alvin did. Bragg did was a political stunt. Actually, unbecoming of... Oh, my God. Unbecoming of an attorney general. Not Says the con man, you know, who didn't sponsor or finance Spider-Man After Dark. Proven guilty, and I don't believe he's so going to be found guilty. So if he was proven guilty, would that change your support? I mean, if the man's convicted, he can't even run for office. That's not true. I mean, how could you? That's my question. He oh, says he's going to. Watch him. Watch Trump. Okay. Watch George. So would you change Look, your mind? I, I, I think Trump what? did great you, for this country. I think he was a... She is pressing him on this, like, as if it matters. 
you're going to support him, this guy? You, you, hey, con man, are you going to support the other con man? What do you think? Great uh, president, the fiscally... And she's checking her notes now. She's got a lot of questions written down. Economically, look at where we were, look at where we are. Look at where People we like were, look at where we are. Trump did such a great job. Yeah, just look at where we were and look at where we are. We, we, were, we were in some kind of hellhole. Now, I mean, well, now we're in a hellhole. Now we, when we were under the comment, it was all nothing but ice cream for breakfast. It was rainbows. Everybody had a rainbow shooting out of their ass. Remember that, Marsha? We were flying on the wings of angels. And every time Trump said, horse face, horse face, an angel got its wings. So look at where we are now. It's like a nightmare. It's a surrealistic nightmare. There's con men running all over the halls of Congress who won't resign. So it's like chaos. It's upside down world now. Con men, coup plotters are getting time on CNN and con men are... In the in in the CBS studios where Edward R. Murrow used to have a show. I mean, look at where we are now. We were back in the day. There was when Trump was in office. All it took he he just never came to work before one p.m. and then went on the golf course and did nothing but put more money into the hands of the rich and everything was fucking great. Remember, it was great, especially, well, a million people died, but okay. Worldwide pandemic, and nobody, you know, was prepared, but okay. But that only happened in the blue states at first, so who cares, right? And then who? everybody was like, you know, take the vaccine, don't take the vaccine. And then it was a perfect opportunity to split people apart. So, you know, that's what Trump did because that's what he does. And it was wonderful. It was nothing but wondrous events of sexual assault, calling women fat pigs, blood coming out of there, you know what, horse face, horse. That was like, no one remembers when Trump first christened Stormy Daniels, the porn star that he sexually, whatever, that he put his smaller than an average Mario Kart or, or toad from Mario Kart looking penis into because he, he you know he could because he's a star and they let you do it but no one remembers that that fateful day when he christened her horse face I remember it and it was wonderful you know you don't hear any of that now you don't hear horse face horse face fat pig when you're a star, they can let you do it and let, I mean, except in the New York, in the rig jury system, where a jury of your peers find you guilty of sexual, of being a sexual predator. And now, you know, it was just, now it's nothing. Now there's no, there's no horse face coming out of the president of the United States mouth. What kind of country is this? You know, what? it was wonderful when 
the con man. Remember when he was at, at the the seventy fifth anniversary of the Normandy invasion, where all those losers gave their life fighting fascism. Those losers, remember? Well, I don't know. He doesn't get. Well, why? Why? You know, losers. What would you? What do you do? Why would you do that? I don't get it. Bunch of losers. But anyway, it made a nice backdrop for him to call the Speaker of the House at the time Nervous Nancy. You know, now there's no nicknames coming out of the Oval Office. And it sucks. I think that Trump was the best president we ever had. The best president for nicknames and little schoolyard bully taunts. Now well, all we get is... Uh, I know, Chips, the Chips Act. <laughs> $35 insulin, no thanks to Republicans. For, only for Medicaid. You know, that's all we get. We don't get all this low unemployment. N- not a horse face in the, in the whole bunch. I, I just don't get it, Marsha. It was a wonderful, it was a time of wondrous wonders. It was like living in the wonderland of, uh, of, of sophomoric bully taunts and income disparity and upward immobility. And also death. You remember, you remember how wonderful it was, Marsha, with all those mobile corpse receptacles on the street when, you know, the refrigerated morgues, that makeshift morgues for all those corpses that were overflowing in the, in the funeral homes. Because no, no, you know, just like the freedom to go shoot people at a mall, we got the freedom not to do, give a shit about anybody and infect them with COVID. While our our glorious dim leader tells them to go inject themselves with bleach. Tells them, remember that, Marsha? That was the that was fabulous. And then you had a bunch of morons that would show up. It, well, they made a whole page. All these Facebook pages popped up about how much ivermectin, how much uh, how much horse paste should I ingest? Because God help me, I'm not taking this vaccine. Not listening to the advice of those, 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 uh, you know, deep state doctors telling me to, to take a vaccine on top of the other vaccines I've had in my life. You know, I, I never got polio. But, you know, that's, how, how do you think I feel? Maybe I wanted polio. But they made me take a vaccine. If I had polio, maybe I could have did did something. I could have been a movie of the week. It's nice, you know. They hear nice living in an iron lung. But I'm glad to say, you know, m- measles is back. Wonderful. Why? Why did I click that? No, down, down. Oh God. And this is the other thing, you know, Marsha. All these fucking scum trump and z goddamn cultists they're all like oh it was the best it was the best of times it was the best of times we could say the n-word 
con men, a con man could just l- continue to lie and suck on dictator ass on the nas- international stage and embarrass the United States. But it's okay. Um, Marsha, don't you remember the, those beautiful glory days? Yeah, nobody ever asked these people, what are you talking about? What was so great? You know, specifics? And that's, it drives me up a wall. No specifics. We'll just have to fill it in. Fill in the blanks, whatever. Choose your own adventure of of fabulous things that happened during the Trump administration. Like what? Oh, remember how everyone was... um, Allowed to say the N-word. Oh, it was terrible. How how put upon people were being canceled. Now everybody's canceled. For, well, you know, uh, back in the day, it was great during Trump when uh, M&Ms were wearing high heels. You could just tan your balls without any, any liberal bitch, horse face, looking down on you. Oh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha Kramer. To say he added more to the to, to the deficit than any other president in modern history. Of course, he had a global pandemic on his plate. No, bitch, he added more. You fucking liar, Marsha. He added more to the deficit be, before the pandemic. I don't mean to scream in your ear. Before the pandemic, you you goddamn shameless. I'm, I'm talking to you, Marsha, because that's your job to push back on the con man. The con man's going to lie, and then you're supposed to be prepared with the follow-up. He's saying that, of course he added more to the deficit. We had a worldwide pandemic that he ignored and politicized, which led to the death of a million Americans, over a million, which, if... Uh, all things were equal, and we had a response comparable to our peer countries. The amount of death would have been cut to down down th- three quarters. Except, you know, needless death. We like that here. Needless, needless death. That's the American way. Of course he had a, of course he had, uh, you know, a deficit. I'm gonna lie and blame the pandemic. Even though it's not why we he exploded the deficit is because of his tax scam, his GOP tax scam that funneled more money into the arms of the rich and allowed the rich to pay no taxes. That's why we're still paying for it. One quarter of the deficit is the is the tax cuts. The others are the Bush tax cuts. And then you have the, the war of choice that Bush lied us into. That's the deficit. It's all Republican. These scumbags. He had to. And if he hadn't, you would have said he was a, genis- a genocidic lunatic. So genocidic, this is the, the, which the is quandrum that he gets caught and quandrum. put in every time. Trump was a You're a liar. Great. Okay president for this economy he was a no, great administrator he ran no, the country he like a business and people ran did better the and they were no they weren't 
better off for him. No, they're not. But and, and I'm un, I'm not shy about saying that I support him. Yes, and I, you're you're very bold. I think he will be the next president of the United you States should. again. Well, what does it matter? You'll be in jail and you won't be able to vote. The Democrats are hoping that that's not the case. In fact, the Democrats oh, yeah, say I love, I love. they want to have Trump run because they think it can help them recapture all those Republican seats. You read that to mean your seat, that uh, the seats that went oh, Republican Marcia, really uh, the last election. I can see some seats could be reclaimed. But will a, your seat be reclaimed? I, absolutely not. It, whether it's me right. or another Republican will win it because a seat that sure, voted 10% for George. Joe Biden and then swung to 8.5% for me, that's not a seat Joe Biden picks up or the Democrats pick up no time well. soon. That is a Republican seat, Marsha. Are there other okay. seats on George, Long Island that you could see you reverting back to the Democrats? Who cares? Let's go But what about the other Republican seats? Mike Lawler, uh, Mark Molinaro, you know, uh, Saturday talk show. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, Congressman, you've been the fodder of late-night com comedians. You've been a favorite oh Here we go. Um, joke on a lot worse, of these uh, Saturday talk shows, Saturday Night Live and others. I wonder if you have a it's favorite joke my channel <laughs> that's been told about you that actually made it's you laugh. Newsworthy. There was one. And it's, it, it became a jargon in our office. So everybody's fizzing about my name because I have a long name, George Anthony DeVolder Santos. I went by Anthony my entire <laughs> oh, yes. uh, life because of my it's mom. So and then eventually professionally I started using George as an adult. Um, but right. there was this because uh, Boeing reiterate. Because why? Who does that? Who changes their name? I was George DeVolder, Anthony Santos, whatever. And then I started going by Anthony. And now I'm George. Who does that except somebody who doesn't want to be found? You don't change your name. I'm going by this. Now I'm going by that. Now I'm going by George DeVolder, De Anthony Santos, or whatever the fuck my name is. I'm going by Anthony. I'm going by George. I'm going by... The Nobody does that. And it's, a, oh, it's normal. You're not, you know, um, some kind of lord... From uh, living in 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 the goddamn uh, you know bogs of Scotland, asshole. You don't get a, lo a laundry list of names. On Saturday Night Live, that he, he essentially says George Santos, and then folds his hand and goes, "But Miss Devolder, if you're nasty." <laughs> so I thought that was oh, funny. George, and in the office, so we always joke around if I'm in a mood because I'm I'm antsy and I want to see legislative text and stuff like that they're like oh boy miss devolder's yes. in town today he's just he gets antsy when he's not producing for the the constituents everyone yes because he's so he's just constantly working for other people he think he's thinking about others all the time <laughs> because I'm ANC, so it's become a jargon. Listen, it's funny. Here, it gets um, worse. But uh, look, I, I don't think any of them did a good job because they don't know me and there's not enough historic footage of me we on camera you. for them to understand my mannerisms. The only thing they could get right is my look, which is great. It's flattery. So if you could do you're a sociopath, you're it's not great. You're being mocked. You are not famous. You're infamous. And you are, uh, you should be ashamed, not flattered. Could not tell a joke yourself on yourself. What Listen. joke would you tell? Oh, I always, I, I always do the self-deprecating jokes. You know, the fat jokes. Those are easy. So I have fun with those. So, <laughs> um.
Or I also make fun. So oh, here's a great one. People like to make fun of me. Oh, he you, he has fake lips. He has Botox. As is, I'm like, well, at least I could afford it. <laughs> Most people. Do you have fake lips? Oh. Ha, ha, ha. That just shows you who he is. Typical Republican. I got fake lips. They laugh at me. At least I can afford it. You see, you know, that goes right up there with horse face because he's always working for the constituents. You see, that's what you do when you're a real servant of the people. You mock those who can't afford Botox because you are. Yeah, that shows you when you can afford shit, when you can have all this material shit. That means you're better than those who can't afford it. You know, at least I can afford it. Oh, and he had to interrupt her. Oh, wait, wait, I got a good one for you. This one really knocks them dead at the soup kitchen. When I'm there doing my, in my constituent services, when I'm there, you know, being a man of the people. And I go around with the less fortunate. I'm always thinking of the less fortunate and how fortunate I am not to be less fortunate. I'm like, uh, at least I can afford it. Now, who thinks like that? Yeah, it's right at it's right out of a sociopath playbook, of course. <laughs> at least I have nice uh, this nice th- suit that I stole. This nice watch that I stole that I grifted. Everyone, just look at me. Look at how well I am, how I'm doing so much better than you because you can't afford Botox. Fake lips. He does have fake lips. That He's a sick, sick bitch. One. People like to make fun of me. Oh, he you, he has fake lips. He has Botox. As is, I'm like, well, at least I could afford it. <laughs> Most people. Do you have fake lips? Oh, Marsha. I mean, you brought it up. Marsha. You brought it up. Do you have fake lips? What's wrong with you, Marsha? The question isn't, do you have fake lips? It's, what's wrong with you? Is that uh, very, you know, man of the people? To mock people for not being able to afford Botox, of all things? Are you, I, I, I mean, you're, you, and you want me to believe you're, you're working for your constituents. And she, it just blows right by her. At least I can afford it. Oh, that's a good one, George. I wouldn't tell. Can I, can I use that one next time that I have to pee on somebody on the peons? I have to trickle on the peons? I'll say, <laughs> least I can afford it. Oh, that, uh, that's going to wow them at the soup kitchen, George. They're going to love you there. They know how much work you're doing for them. A little self-deprecate. Uh, oh, wait, wait, Marshall, I got a good one for you. At least I'm not a poor's. <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> you wouldn't tell me that? Here we're having this wonderful conversation. You won't get after you brought it up. I, re- I represent Long Island. I can't tell you these things. These are trade secrets. <laughs> yes, there's too many, too many assholes there who fell for my grift. <laughs> trade secrets, fake lips, 
disparaging remarks. Oh, I when I tell jokes, I like to do the self-deprecating. Well, that doesn't sound very self-deprecating, does it? It sounds deprecating and disparaging to people who can't afford Botox. That's, of all things, Botox. Yeah, I mean, which shows what a self-serving, self-centered narcissist you are. Oh, you got Botox. Your lips are fake. At least I can't afford it. Like, who cares? You know what? You're, you don't insult people. You insult yourself by saying things like that. But that's how sick he is. And there is Marsha going, really? Do you have Botox? When she misses, she entirely misses the point, of course. Saying, um, are, are you in therapy, by the way? But really, there's no need for him to go to therapy because there is no cure for malignant narcissism. It has to be isolated. You have to stay away from the narcissist because they will destroy you. And you certainly don't give a narcissist power, illegitimate power on top of it. He's such a narcissist, he thinks he deserves to be in Congress. Which says it all. He's, he is, you know, it's one thing if he is a nothing, is a, a, a superficial nothing, and that's what gets him elected. It's another thing to be a filthy liar. And Marsha's just like yucking it up. So I, I want to go back to the debt ceiling for a oh, second. Please, I mean, do Marcia. you think that there will be some kind of. Oh, she, can you believe Doing she's, anything to. She's asking him a legitimate question as if he's a legitimate. Grandma. Are you coming to get me in, uh, in anytime soon? This place is nuts. And to put so us. Where do you see the compromise? I think there's going to be lots of compromise. Uh, the reality is they're going to want All right, to down a little bit of the debt. So we're going to have to leave it right there for now. But our conversation continues right after the show on our streaming channel, CBS News New York. Shame on you, Marsha. Shame, 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 shame. Marsha. You know what we need to do to Marsha? Wait. Shame. <laughs> shame. 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 Exactly. Shame. Shame. There goes Marsha. Shame. <laughs> Shame. 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 Incredible. Oh my God. Incredible. Incredible. Where do we live, everybody? All right, let me check in with you guys. Where are you? Where you do? Where are you? Thank you, Covert White Rabbit, for your super chat. And mainstream media journalists have 
become as morally bankrupt as our politician, uh, our politicians. Nobody holds these people accountable. When will we see justice? Absolutely. Absolutely. You didn't know what that is, Robin? That's from Game of Thrones. It's a famous scene where they made Cersei walk, do the walk of shame. 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 Yeah, that should have been Marsha. Maybe she'd learn then. Unreal. It's unreal. It is. It's the truth. There's no accountability. The mainstream media is uh, disgusting. So, all right. Anyway, I'm looking at the time. It's time to go to bed. I'm sorry. I don't know. that whole, I didn't expect the whole show to be George Santos on CBS. But who knows? By Friday, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, um, I don't know if he'll be in jail by then. But he'll have to go to court. He He stands, I think, what is it, 20 years at least? Some of the chart. Let me see this. Hold on. Um, George Santos. How many years in jail? How many years in jail? Oh, yes. He faces 20 years in prison on felony charges. I hope they throw the book at him. That's what needs to happen. If he doesn't resign and he'll have to take a plea and hopefully that plea will include some jail time. You see, I don't think he's going to get off scot-free without going to jail. And I would, if I were you and, and I, and I, and because I am me, if I were me and am me, I will be calling my, my, um, congressperson to tell her to uh, to urge do what she can to urge not only George Santos and the House of Representatives to expel I mean, not only for the House of Representatives to expel this the con man but uh, to do all she can to ensure that the Justice Department throws the book at him you know, he needs to go to jail. He will go to jail for whatever the length of time may be. Um, that's going to be the issue. Will he get the full 20 years? We can only hope. But I really do believe that he should get as many, you know, I mean, it might not be 20 years. This is how it goes. But if he, if, because uh, they'll, if he were, if he was smart, he would plead and then maybe not get 20 years, you know, but there would be, there will be some jail time involved and, uh, whether the fact is if he continues to fight it and proclaim himself innocent, which shows that he learned nothing and takes no responsibility. And then they have him dead to dead to rights, which is what they do. They have him. There are receipts this is the Justice Department. They, I'm sure they know where, you know, the, the, the fraud is. They're going to be able to expose it. 
they're, they're going to be able to do, uh, you know, forensic accounting on all of his campaign finance and all the lies, all the $199 fake, um, you know, whatever charges that he put down. Every, I mean, he thinks everybody's a dumbass. And the $700,000, that will be, uh, the fun, the source of that will be revealed if they don't already know it already, yeah, as, as, uh, well, if they don't know it already, I should say, I would be surprised. I'm sure they know it. They know, you know, to charge him with money laundering, they know what he's done. It's not like they're like, hey, well, let's. What do you think? Money laundering? Wire fraud? What do you guys think? Yeah, let's try that. They have the receipts already. So this is from Business Insider. It says federal prosecutors brought a 13-count indictment against George Santos. He pleaded not guilty to all 13 counts. And then, of course, I'm sure you saw the video of him or the clip of him saying that he's, um, you know, uh, it's a witch hunt. And why is he here? I'll play it. Why not? It's late. Four but. months, five months. I'm indicted. I'm going to fight. He's, he can't believe that it, he's only been in Congress for four months and he's already indicted. Pay no attention to the prolific lies and all of the crimes he committed, but okay, he's he he should get be get allowed to get away with it, I guess. Oh, and I'm just going. I'm getting back to that. I'm going to fight my battle. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to fight. Whoops, sorry. Why I keep hitting that button? That might be I gave you two. Go ahead. Congress received. It's a little low. I know. Wait. Why, did, why is that so low? Look, this is the beginning of the ability for me to address and defend myself. We have an indictment. We have That's Vish Burra, guys. Right there. The guy with the... He's always with Santos. It's not his husband. That's why I wonder, where's his husband? Where's his husband? His, his husband just got indicted. Where's his husband? All, we have the information that the government wants to come after me on, and I'm going to comply. I've been complying throughout this entire process. I have no desire not to comply at this point. They've been gracious in there. Now I'm going to have to go and fight to defend myself. The reality is, is I'm sorry, it's a witch hunt because it, it, it makes no you sense people that laughing. in four months, four months, five months, it makes no I'm sense. indicted. You have yeah, Joe Biden's you're... entire family receiving deposits oh, from nine, nine family members receiving money from foreign. Nine, nine, fa you know, make, that's a good con man. You put a little bit of detail in there and then be like, people are like, wow, he's got the, he's got the goods. Nine family members. What nine? What? Who? Who? Uh, Major the dog? Who? What, the niece? Well, of course, Hunter Biden. Never mind Jared Kushner. Just Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. But who, the niece, the the brother-in-law, the sister-in-law? Who, who? Who are you talking about? Nine. A whole nine family members. As if that matters. Anyway, 
even if that were true, and it's not. But you, you go to court and you say, but your honor, Joe Biden, what about Joe Biden's nine family members? They were able to steal and grift, and, and which is bullshit, of course, but but your honor, I only killed, you know, I only killed 15 people. What about this guy who killed 20? Foreign destinations into their bank accounts. What? It's been years of exposure. Like, he's only been in Congress for, for four months, and... Yes, he knows all about this. He knows all about what the inner workings of Joe Biden's dirty dealing, which is, of course, is bullshit. Oh, God. A lot of you here have reported on them, and yet no one... We have? Like what? What? Got a... You got a... Example? Investigation is launched into them. I'm gonna fight. I will, and I'm just going. I'm getting back to that. I'm gonna fight my battle. I'm gonna deliver. I'm gonna fight the witch hunt. I'm gonna take the care of clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. Oh, I look forward to it too. I sure, sure do. Oh, God help us. And then he pleaded not guilty. The congressman for, for months has been pressured to resign, of course. Blah, blah, blah. Let me see. Let's get to the bottom. <clears throat> the federal... I'm losing my voice, as you can hear. The federal magistrate judge overseeing the arraignment restricted his travel between New York and Washington. <laughs> Lucky us. Santos is required to receive permission from pretrial services if he wants to travel anywhere else. After the hearing, Santos told reporters he plans to fight, blah, blah, blah. Well, what's the charges? Federal prosecutors unsealed a 13-count indictment, including char charges of wire fraud, money laundering, and theft of public funds. Prosecutors accused Santos, the embattled GOP lawmaker, who is admitted to lying about his resume of stealing supporters' money. They, they all do. That's uh, Steve Bannon, right? Illegally taking unemployment payouts and lying to Congress. Of course he did. He's, full, he's going to jail. The congressman turned himself in into custody in Melville on Long Island before being transported to a federal courthouse. He was released on $500,000 bond... And you know who, and there were th apparently three anonymous assholes who posted his bond. So, who, who, who are these people? Because uh, they need, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a party of bottomless greed and uh, lack of dignity. Oh, hello, Francis. Come here. We got Francis here. How you doing? Come here. Fr Francis is very polite. Look at the camera, Francis. Look at him. He taps on my leg. He's like, hello. Can I come up? And he's quiet, too. <laughs> he's very quiet. All right. Um. Let's see. And thank you, Robin M., for your super chat. Swift Justice. For all them starting from now on. Let's all pray and hope. Alright guys, I gotta go. I'm losing my voice. I need to go to get unconscious. 
I need to let Tara Jr. Jr. out of the bedroom. Remember, remember. Well, we will win. We will win. Hopefully sooner rather than it later. And if you can, become a patron. Please do at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Tell your friends to come hang out. And everything else. You know what to do. Give the show a good review on iTunes if you can. Well, I know you can, but whether you want to do it, I don't know. It's getting depressing. All right, guys, guys, guys. We will win. I have to I don't even I don't have the cat cam set up. That's the problem. Come on. That's why you can only see the tail. And I need to get different. The reason I'm sitting down now instead of standing is some of my wires are too short and I can't lift it because it's been disconnecting the wire. I got to get some new wires on some things back there. So I have some more room. All right. That's the explanation. But we're on the right side of history. Yes. Come on, Francis. Look. Say hello. Say hello, Francis. Right, honey? We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Ooh. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. And I will see you very soon. Well, I'll see you Friday night. How's that? Friday night. 8.30-ish. See you soon.